What's going on, everybody? Cali Death Podcast back again, episode number 10. Another special one for you. We've gotten a few uh, requests for this one. We knew it was going to be coming. Episode 10 seems to be the right time to do it. This is the Odious Mortem ep episode. We brought back David Siskin, Dan Eggers. We got the usual resident homies, Casey, Joel, and Joseph. I, myself, am Anthony, and we are here to give you the history and story of Odious Mortem. What's going on, guys? What up? What up, man? <laughs> Good to have you guys. Yeah, dude, this, is, this was really cool to have like a little hangout before all this, too. I haven't talked to you guys in a while, so it's really cool to see you guys, talk to you guys for a couple of hours, and uh, walk down memory lane. So I don't know where we should start this, but... <laughs> yeah, let me just say... Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Odious, like everyone else, but being the only guy on this call who's never been in the band, uh, <laughs> you guys are a huge inspiration for me growing up in California. I mean, in Santa Cruz in particular, and just knowing that there was sick death metal in the, in the fucking, you know, in the hood and all of that, and then getting to meet you guys, uh, one by one, uh, huge, hugely influential. And I knew everyone else loved you guys. You got everyone that I knew who was into metal was like stoked on you guys. So that's yeah. sick. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Dude. Oh yeah. Be cool Always meeting good. you too, Joseph. Oh yeah. <laughs> Years. So yeah, dude, it's like, so all you guys grew up in San Diego, Dan, uh, David and Casey. Uh, when did you guys all converge on each other? How did that all happen? Like, for, well, I mean, we usually go back to like individual histories with music and stuff too. So if you guys want to do that, I mean, Dan, David, you guys want to tell us like when it became like important to you and something that you actually want to pursue, like doing music. I think Dan should go first because he's the oldest. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys were already jammed together. You and uh, Casey, right? David Affirmative. Yeah. Jammed yes. together. yeah, but like yeah, your yeah. history with guitar though, Dan, like when did you want to start playing the axe, start shredding the strings, bro? Shit, man, I was like uh, 12 years old. I was playing my sister's guitar. It was like set up for left-handed, but I messed around with it and I just picked it up and eventually stole it away from her, switched it around to right-handed. Right and I was started playing drums when I was maybe 12. And then uh, eventually just kept working at it, man. Then listened to, like started off with like punk rock and like hardcore stuff like that and then moved to death metal and i mean I, I discovered bands like started with like cannibal corpse and stuff like that and and then found suffocation pierced within that was the one that just like changed my life and i was like holy shit Fuck yeah i Definitely gotta want to play like this and yeah. uh yeah i i just kept going from there and found more so and more bands and how old were you when you started playing like more death metal style Oh, I mean, probably like, I don't know, when I was 16 or so, 17, I started like listening to Slayer and like heavier shit and then just really just got my chops up and just kept working at it and working at it. You could always but, jam like Guns N' Roses and shit though, right? Like did you, was there a period of learning all that style of music too? Not really. I mean, that was much that later. I kind of, <laughs> I kind of started with like more like underground stuff and and then it just got more like extreme <laughs> yeah yeah on. but um 
yeah they didn't like you know guns and roses all that stuff like all the pop stuff like i learned much later <laughs> i remember yeah. hearing that you learned like a bunch of metallica back in the day and you had like a mullet and could play every metallica solo and uh Shit, man, I don't know. I, <laughs> mullet. What do you not know about the mullet or the soul? <laughs> I mean, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's awesome. <laughs> no, I mean, back in those days, I was playing drums mostly, and yeah, I didn't really pick up the guitar till later. It was like my second instrument, you know. But um, yeah, Metallica and Megadeth and all that shit. I guess you're just gonna have the the fucking party in the back. <laughs> Just in front, you know. I don't know. Hell yeah! So, David, what about you? What when was your first beginnings with instruments? Uh, kind of the same as Dan. Like, came up with hardcore and punk. Uh, let's see. Yeah, just was into a lot of punk bands. Was into Minor Threat. Was into Dead Kennedys. Lots of punk bands crass of course discharge but um yeah i just like liked punk because i could like learn songs really quick because <laughs> i could like just figure them out by ear mm-hmm. and uh i don't know i was jamming with casey pretty early on like punk stuff um with our friend richard a little bit too shout out richard um, yeah shout out to richard um he actually didn't he mixed uh synthasia so yeah the new album yeah richard did fuck yeah um but yeah uh i knew of dan because he was playing in this sick ass punk band uh called agent 86 so i knew of dan back in the day before he knew me and then um i knew casey so long ago to like fifth grade or no was that sixth grade what grade was that Oh yeah. Well, I was playing a show with, I had a band called the sewer pilots. Yes. <laughs> and uh, when I was 13, 14, you know, and it was like, you know, Nirvana covers, smashing pumpkins, uh, whatever, that kind mm. of stuff. It was, and uh, it was fun. <clears throat> junior totally. high band. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and the, we, we, yeah, we played a show at San Diego park and then David showed up and he was like moshing around and stuff. And I actually have footage like of like in our family videos of that show and it shows david coming in oh yeah Washington. and I, I remember that show like david <laughs> came up to me and he's like do you guys play any punk rock and i was like uh not really i mean we can play like nirvana like uh Green what was, what was that Green fast Day? song that was like kind of territorial, territorial yeah pissing. yeah exactly i was like we can play that song you know um, yeah they were without, good yeah too. it was sick but then we <laughs> then i but then we you know met in high school again and that's kind of like yeah yeah so okay yeah so shifting back to dan now so i met dan first well i didn't meet him but i saw dan because he was in my guitar homeroom class first day of high school in ninth grade and he was hanging out with this dude that was into like butt rock and like metal and shit mm-hmm. and they were like sitting on the bench and i was like dude that's that fucking guy that plays in age 86 and shit and like um so celebrating in high school already dude yeah that was ninth grade for sure and um but then like i don't know like i still like wasn't good friends with dan yet but like we started to become friends like um 
I don't know, like 10th grade, probably we started to like talk and like we had similar circles, I guess, of people. And then Dan was playing for this band called Vile Maxim, which was like the sickest band in our, and they were like grindcore, like power. Yeah, I remember hearing that grindcore shit, metal. Yeah. And they played like a lot of shows and shit and they were dope. And Dan always played drums for them and it was sick. Um, but then like towards the end, there was a couple songs he started playing guitar, like one or two songs. And they were like the sickest songs. And um, they'd play like tons of shows. And I don't know, we, we kind of like were friends. And, um, and then we all did this thing in high school, like at different times, probably. But like Casey and I did it at the same time sometimes, but it was called um, MIDI class, MIDI comp class. And like uh, we would make these like crazy songs. We'd have a recital at the end of um, every quarter or whatever. And we'd, it would ha- come, you'd have to make like a video thing or like either like a, like a visual accompaniment. It didn't have to be a video. Like some people did break dancing and shit. Just an audio um, visual. It was, oh, okay. Yeah, it was an audio visual like recital. And so I think like the second time I took that class, because I loved that class. Um, that sounds dope. Yeah, it was great. We like had these, those old bubble Macs and like had performer on them and like, I was always like into weird music and I was into metal and punk and acid rock and just like weird shit. And so like, I made this like song for my last recital and I like brought my half stack in and Casey and I were like jamming a lot at that time. Um, Punk to metal, like that's a whole other story, but yeah, um, we, we like went to tons of metal shows and shit and uh, jammed a lot of metal and death metal and stuff. But then I like made this like death metal weird song in the MIDI class and Dan came up and like talked to me afterwards. And he was like, I think Casey was at that one at the recital. And Dan was like, hey, like we should like jam out sometime. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Like Casey and I are playing fucking death metal. It's sick. And like, we'd love to fucking play with you, dude. Like, cause Dan was shredding. Mm -hmm. Um, So then we just like started jamming in Casey's parents' living room. And uh, Casey and I had like a song and then we learned and Dan learned our song and Dan had a song. I think the first song was Cerebral Dissection. So, yeah. Can I take yes. a step back real quick Go. just to interject? Yeah, you're on the right track. But I just wanted to interject that uh, David and I actually jammed in a band before that real quick. It was called Zingaya. Zingaya. Yes. And uh, we played down in uh, San Diego with these dudes and uh I actually have a recording of it. I should like I should upload it or something. I, I still have it. Oh, because we had recording arts classes. So so the MIDI class at the high school, San Diego and Encinitas, uh, back in those days, when, when we were there, they built a recording studio. So like that MIDI class was sick, but we got the recording studio. So we actually, we came in and recorded like our senior year. So that was not, so you and I started jamming in like 99, I think it was like with Zingaya. And then mm-hmm. in 2000, was the year that we were seniors and uh and then we eventually we like we, we were already jamming with dan at that point so like when we were seniors we were already jamming with dan that was like the summer before our senior year so right so was like yeah. you guys already had yeah. odious had you guys yeah. have a song well, before you guys graduated yeah and so what happened was so first of all though it was cool like david played in this other band with me and we we were jamming a bunch and all this and i wasn't totally wait f- you got to tell me the name it. of that band oh zingaya oh right? 
Oh, I thought you were talking about Kentucky Fried Christians. Oh, there's that band too. <laughs> oh yeah. So we we yeah we had a band called KFC, Kentucky Fried Christians. Yeah, it was pretty funny. And it, it was, was because band. there was a band or yeah. there was a group at our high school called KFC Kids for Christ. So right, we started a band yeah, called so. KFC Kentucky Fried Christians. <laughs> Yeah. and we like tagged it everywhere and carved it in shit and like fucked with them and put upside down crosses uh, on shit we just fucked yeah. with them it was fun we bad. <laughs> and so basically though i mean i just played like moog synthesizers and that there was a different drummer and that was like noise like like it was like like influenced by like the locusts and stuff you know that kind of black dice Sick. and stuff um like just yeah and so <laughs> three singers yeah it was insane yeah so that that and was just like a, sung that was a short-lived crazy <laughs> thing we did yeah um but uh but just to go back Bring real back, quick dude. i used to play in a, a band um D- diligious that was like that okay so that was a band i played in like and i was like in ninth grade and we played the battle of the bands at the school and dan's band vile maxim played at this big show that was the like the battle of the bands and and i remember it so vividly because i was like in ninth grade and I, that's the first time i've ever seen dan play he was playing drums you know and i was just like whoa and the band and isaiah had like a ski mask on and he had like a an axe a kiss guitar, guitar. it was the axe it was a, literally an axe like a headstock <laughs> was an axe right? it was a battle axe it was like the body of the guitar was the big part of the battle axe and then the headstock was like a mini axe slash oh, yeah so it's like that is like the gene simmons kind of yeah, kiss kind yeah. of deal. Yeah, I think yeah. it was that guitar because he worked at Moonlight Music, and I don't think it was he owned it. I think oh, he borrowed it from did. the music oh, store. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good old return policies. Well, of right. course, that's yeah, that's what he did. Yeah, and, and of course, we're talking about Isaiah from uh, Earthless. You know, right, right. He was Earthless. Like from a sick band. He, we grew up with that dude. He's the coolest guy in the world, and their music is so great. I love Earthless. Fuck yeah and golden void and all of his other projects that dude is the best it's the coolest guy ever and a great guitar player but um yeah man i just remember that it was so fun and we were just like i mean i remember being so young and i was just like those guys are cool <laughs> like you know and like isaiah's like running around with the ski mask on and this like axe guitar i'm in like high school i'm a, I'm a freshman just like okay i need to like get into that shit you know like you know and so yeah that's like backtracking and so anyways that was later and then we did that kfc thing that was super fun but uh but yeah like pretty pretty soon after that it was i remember it was summer of 2000 that uh i thought it was your it was your ex-girlfriend right it was sarah that like got us connected i remember it was her yeah she's i remember her saying something about david and yeah and you and then that you guys are like into like some similar style. She was not into that shit at all. Like, yeah. But uh, she 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 said, yeah, you should talk to him about it if you're looking to like jam with somebody. Like, like they're they're awesome. And that's the first time I saw you guys. Um, well, at least like playing music, as I saw David at that that MIDI performance, like yeah. playing his his BC Rich guitar, like oh yeah, with the warlock shit going on yeah. in the background like, like yeah this and like all this <laughs> fucking crazy shit in the background he's just like <laughs> like just playing awesome shit it was Hell it was yeah. cool and yeah dude we met you at an upsilona crux show in san yeah. diego it was an art like gallery show and we yeah, talked that's to right. you and the david and i were there and we like talked to you that night about like jamming that's i think we had like seen each other before and met each other and like 
And then that night we were like, what's up? Like we actually, I think that was when we first decided to get together. Yep. Yeah. That. I, that was at UCSD, but it wasn't at the Che Cafe. It was at right. um, an art gallery there. Right. And Upsilon Crux, if people don't know what that band is, they're fucking they're crazy they're San great. Diego band. Yeah. Killer prog, insane, just great music. They have any um, releases or was it just mm-hmm. oh, yeah, they have albums a bunch yeah upsilon a crust crux Upsilon-a-crux. a crux crux upsilon a crux yeah um right. so yeah that i just had to interject that in there mm-hmm. and then oh so yeah then, just that's where david left off so then we met at my parents living room and then that's where the magic <laughs> happened <laughs> <laughs> so he said cerebral was the first song and then what yeah it, but, like, yeah, it but david had already written that, that. It wasn't called Cerebral. It was just yeah. called Song One. We were not, um, we always just wanted to like at in the beginning, just do like weird noise and like effects in the background and just shredding death metal, all instrumental. But, um, and then like later on, we decided like, no, like we want to do like full on death metal. So then we like kind of morphed those songs and that would became Cerebral Dissection. But Song Two, was gristle dripping scab mm-hmm. which is fucking fun song to play it's kind of grungy yeah it's like got a grunge feel it's kind of different for death metal somewhat mm-hmm. um but yeah then third pawn and uh fuck, i don't I remember like dan, what was after didn't dan already have those two songs like written or something like he had gristle in third pawn already or something like that, that no I, or did you write third pawn dan i think like we both did Oh, you guys we both had parts I feel like we it. collaborated on a lot of those things and like yeah shit man it's been a while <laughs> yeah <laughs> having trouble but the first exactly. two was like like cerebral and then it's that was 20 years like ago. mine and casey's song <laughs> and then dan came with gristle and then we learned those and then we just started making songs together yeah yeah so Sick, that was the beginning dude. and we used to jam also at dan's house so we'd switch yeah. off because he had the whole drum setup and everything and amps and everything, you know. Um, so that was so, fun days. We would like jam out. And then we would like shoot pool and, you know, kick it and all that. Just whatever we could do. Different eras. I guess I didn't have the pool table till that was a couple years later than I was jamming with Dan. But was that the same house that they're currently at right now? Yeah. Like my parents. Yeah. So you had in the summer swimming shit in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Jacuzzis and swimming and. Yeah, man, we would party there and stuff, you know. Fuck yeah. yeah For the record, I remember LimeWire downloading Gristle, Dripping Scrap, Scab, I think was like one of the only ones I could find. But I think that's probably the first odious song I heard before I had like the albums or anything. And that was yeah. just when I was like, holy shit, like all these bands are so heavy. What the fuck? I didn't even <laughs> like, couldn't tell them apart or whatever. But uh <laughs> That one, I was just like, whenever I listen to it, it's like, oh, that's the first one I heard. Like, it just has that memory attached to it. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. One thing I got to say real quick is that, like, for me, um, we had a lot of uh, friends that were also in other great bands like Path, you know, or like just so many other different bands like our and it was like a lot of progressive, like proggy rush meets like. I mean, a lot of the San Diego stuff, like physics and all that, like, I don't know, it's like really yeah. cool music in such different ways. And of course, the Locust, we talked in the other episode about going to see Cattle Decapitation with the Locust, like way back, like at the Shea Cafe and all that. Um, 
but what about their house in golden hills when oh yeah uh, we did go fucking there. travis was wearing the beef jerky mask and it was like in the living room oh yeah back in the day. oh yeah gold <laughs> that's right oh man so many i mean i can't even begin i remember playing shows in a sewer like i literally <laughs> inside like a giant like tunnel or something i don't know if i played or i went to one i can't remember but the point is that uh <laughs> we were like super influenced by like that we, we had so many friends that played like they were like super good like tie and stuff and dudes that were like super good at music and like could play stuff and so we were always like trying to push it like oh we got to be like technical we got to play odd stuff and like we like wanted to i don't know it was like part of like what we grew up with or like around all the other bands not not just metal, yeah, it sounds but, like, like you guys or the music scene down there was kind of like yeah. all doing that from different directions trying to yeah that's yeah. the thing and Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we like, cause we loved fucking death metal. Like we went to the second bloodletting, like we were going to shows in the whiskey, like first blood back letting. in the day, well, the first bloodletting. Yeah, that's the right. First, first bloodletting. Yeah. yeah. We were like way into death metal at the same time, but we just, none of us like Dan Casey or myself were just into death metal. We were into like so much shit. And um, I think that's the main reason why we didn't get a, a singer till we moved to the Bay and started kind of pursuing death metal, like a little more seriously, I guess, but not like serious, but you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. we, we just were like, okay, let's like be like, make a death metal band. So Dan started singing. Yeah. (laughs) And we had no, we had no vocals for like years, like many years. We we, we were going to be like instrumental, like cyclists, all these funny names we're coming up with just goofing around. We didn't care. Like we, we, like we never, names. yeah, we, we never considered ourselves like a serious death metal band until we started going like, okay, this song's called gestation of worms. All right. Okay. You know, until then, odious until we're like, okay, we're yeah. odious mortem. But we didn't even yeah, think of that did, until Santa Cruz. Yeah. So, when did yeah, that, that we're, not even, we're not even there yet. We're not even there yet. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. So, Sorry. So, no, dude, that was like the, I mean, it's, we're, it's coming close. I mean, it's so like, what did you guys go by? If you guys played any shows, we were the unnamed band. And, we had uh, so many names though. We 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 oh, said yeah. like we had like a bunch of different ones. Yashika Flex. Oh, that yeah, was that used one. to be like your email Dude. address, right? Yeah. The, yeah, the, that that's that's kind of sounds like Zelda, Legend of Zelda ish. Like the oh the Sheikah Slate. That's what it is. Hell yeah, <laughs> that's dog. like a camera or something. Oh okay. It was like something on the inside yeah. of a black uh, dice record that Casey had. Yeah, some artwork that we like. Oh, Yashika <laughs> Flex, but then it's like just a camera or something. It's just random art stuff, but. Yeah, we were just, you know, I don't know, like we we kind of laughed at like the whole like being serious death metal thing. But then like the more we got into it, we're like, oh no, this is kind of cool. Like we're down and like, we want to play shows. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? And uh so we wrote we so we had the first amount of songs that we like titled song one, song two. We didn't even have names at first until David started writing lyrics, or you guys both started writing lyrics and all that, you know. And I remember David writing a lot of lyrics. Like you had like sheets, you you were like the lyric dude. You know, that's because I was like super creative. Was that before I was working at Streetlight Records? No, this Santa is in Cruz? San Diego still. Like, I mean, back in high school, like, like, because oh. di- didn't you write lyrics for those, or was that later? I mean, I, I remember you having sheets of lyrics back in those days, even, or was that later? I, I guess like, it is back up. then, like for some of those. Um, yeah. Yeah, but like the good, I don't know. I guess the lyrics that I like that I wrote were on, uh, or not. I mean, I like all of them, but like yeah. the ones that I like really like identify with is, I guess, <laughs> were on um, 
the second album um cryptic cryptic yeah cryptic. yeah Oh, those which lyrics, I, like those some are of those. fun to fucking say, dude. And I remember oh, yeah. talking to you about your your ideas behind all those lyrics and shit. Hell yeah, dope shit, dude. I wrote a lot of those sitting at Streetlight Records at the in Santa Cruz when I worked there at the Register. Like um, subcortical cool, desiccation, man. dude. All about your fucking brain drying out while you're. Oh, that was a Casey song, I think. Oh, oh yeah, wasn't yeah. I don't remember. I think that was a Casey song. Yeah, dude, taking well, a bunch of acid and getting lost in the desert. All right, we're going too far so, ahead. Yeah, so so going back, <laughs> talking about the Che Cafe, that's where we used to... Okay, so I remember going to see Dan play in his band, Vile Maxim. And this is before I even played metal at all, before we even met. And there was a show at 25 East that no, no longer exists, but in Encinitas right there and on East Street or whatever, right? And uh, you guys played Vile Maxim. And uh, David and I were there just sitting there. And I must have been in like ninth, 10th grade. I can't remember. And like, dude, it was like, we were just blown away. Like, oh, this is so rad. And I think it got shut down or someone came. Was it, or did the whole show go down? I can't remember. Um, I forget. They might've like, I don't know. There was a lot of underage drinking there. Partially why that place isn't there anymore. Yeah. (laughs) But that was super sick. Like I remember seeing that. And then after that, it was like, oh, Vile Maxim's playing at the Chick Cafe. I got to go down there. And so we saw you guys play those shows. And I remember like going to a bunch of those, just being like, dude that dude dan's an insane drummer like so sick like what the fuck you know and and all the other our, our other friends were in, like dan cancel and ty and all those guys were playing guitar yeah. and bass and all shouts out to all of them yeah great dudes and great musicians and uh and then of course isaiah whenever he was in the band or whatever and all that and so dude just like you guys we looked up to you a bunch we were just like we were younger we a were lot. just like you guys were like a big inspiration to us like locally pretty much our big time because you were friends of ours and we we liked you more than even some i don't want to mention but some of the bigger bands that were supposed you know it doesn't matter so the point is that like yeah and that was a huge thing for us and so when we were like who we're gonna jam with dan file maxim and then by that time you were like all about guitar right yeah so you were just kind of like you had okay i remember this you had made a tape like of you like writing songs and you like recorded the guitars and drums, right? And like, yeah, and, like, I, had, I used to have you. like an old like eight track setup that was really like a, a basic recording system that I had. And yeah, I put like a few songs together on guitar. These are like the first uh, like death metal style guitar riffs that I like wrote. And then, um, shit, I don't remember how that, how that actually came, but it was, um, one of the songs that I wrote for, for uh, that I recorded, we performed where I'd switch off playing the drums and I'd go to the guitar and Ty would, get, would jump on the drums. And then we just did that song. And it was like, usually to close the set or something, but like, I was way more into playing guitar at the time. I was like, well, drums are like fun, but I kind of had my limitations, you know, and I, I really like wanted to explore guitar more. And that's a, uh, that's probably where it jumped off for me as far as like where I put like more passion into guitar. And, and that's also, I think I ended up showing that, that recording to you later on. And then I don't think we actually used those riffs or anything, but, but they definitely had like some, a lot of influence on like the initial guitar writing for me. So. Yeah. There was one song, I think we jammed off of it. It was like, had that like, Remember that? What was yeah, that yeah, I, I can yeah, kind yeah. of remember it. We never used Maybe. Ignatius, though. Yeah, no, yeah. we did We kind of jammed it when I first met you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and so, David, uh, you remember, like, so, like, 
we kind of left off where like where you were at like uh we started jamming at my folks house and you know like uh so yeah i think like so we jammed for a while in high school and we played like a bunch of parties that were really sick oh yeah metal and, and then beer. <laughs> uh yeah metal and beer was a sick party there's yeah. some like legendary parties back in the day in our town that like you know everybody's got them but um there was like sick bands and you know people rage I guess we kind of brought that th- to the Thunderdome later on once we got to Santa Cruz that whole yeah. vibe you definitely but, did because um, that became like the biggest parties that I you brought it to fucking my hometown <laughs> where those became like the craziest things I've ever been a part of in my entire life still to this day yeah dude if i ever went to a a party in pacifica it would be like a sublime cover band or something like a (laughs) green day cover band or something like that i would never have like a a sick party where it's like called metal and beer dude (laughs) it was like always (laughs) like that in our town for some reason like people were just down for that shit like even when i'm like in junior high school and dan was playing in agent 86 they were playing parties in town and garages and people were just like going fucking crazy moshing and throwing elbows and shit like i don't know like it's it's just like a like we always kind of did that but anyway um, that was super fun i love that that was that brought partying to a whole new level at a house was playing shows (laughs) in a house in a living room dude (laughs) hell yeah it's just real quick i I remember dan saying that back in those days used to jam in that band and one time you were like playing a bunch of slayer and your neighbors like called the cops you know and you like came out and they're like they're like, oh, it's too, the music's too crazy. And you're just like, it's Slayer. It's okay. It's Slayer. And she's like, she's like, no Slayer. No Slayer. <laughs> no. Like, no. Like, you know, I remember that story. Like, look them up, dude. They're totally friendly. Not happy about it. Yeah. They're popular. They're on MTV. They're a big deal. <laughs> I um, think that the, the actual truth of that was pretty funny, but, uh, like a friend of mine was at my house at the time and I think we were playing inside the garage and I had this neighbor and she was she had this heavy like French accent and she was like she's like complaining to him a little bit and like can you get him to like quiet down or something and, and he's he's like no no it's good it's it's really good it's slayer and she's like no no slayer no slayer so it wasn't me it was pretty funny though that's awesome I mean I wasn't even a part of that conversation but yeah <laughs> So flash forward after high school, Dan moved to San Francisco um, and started living there. I think uh, like, and I went to Santa Cruz. Yeah, I went to Santa Cruz for school. um, 2001, I believe was the year. Um, And Casey ended up going to Humboldt State. So we all kind of migrated. I mean, the whole plan was to all, like, we were all going to go up north eventually. And like, um, a lot of our friends from high school and a lot of our friends and our crew all just migrated north to Oakland, to Humboldt, to San Francisco, just all around. So the whole crew kind of just like moved up. Well, not the whole crew, but a bunch of people just moved up north. And it was kind of like always, always made sense to us because that's where like, I don't know, we kind of, a lot of us wanted to be, and there was just, like, a lot of art and a lot of music up there, you know, and, like, it was more in line with our vibe and everything, so we all went up north, and uh, we continued playing kind of shows in Santa Cruz, like, and did we play ever play in Humboldt? I don't remember, but 
we can continue playing uh, shows when we all went up north. We did it eventually on the bloodletting in 2006. That was Eureka, right? Was yeah. Eureka. Um, but uh, David's right. Yeah. We played a show at the Soundbox in 2002. UC Santa Cruz. Yeah. UC Santa Cruz. Yeah. Um, this is like the first gig in a venue. You know, real quick, though, just, just to kind of like, and then I don't want to, I just want to interject because to finish the story. But back in high school, just real quick, we had a, a, a physics teacher, this guy, Mr. Stimson who like for my senior project, like I did odious more or like death metal band. I like had this whole like, like poster board of all these metal bands and this, I don't know how I like, I just did this whole like senior project on that. And so we played in that like physics room and, and we made a, a cassette tape for uh, the three of us jamming at my parents' house on like a karaoke machine. And we just plugged in a mic and just recorded us. And it was like on a cassette tape. And we gave it to him and he like loved it. This teacher, like the bow tie, this crazy physics teacher guy. And he's like, it's like, he came up to me. I never said anything to him about the style, right? He comes up to me and he's like, it's like acid metal. He <laughs> 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 was like Jim Carrey. He's like, oh yes. And it was like- Basically what it is, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, he's like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, cool. Yeah, dude, you got it. And so then we like, we like played the show and like- it is- and it is, the, it, um, he's like you guys can play in the physics room like it was like like yeah beakers and fucking shit everywhere and we're like <laughs> wow and then like he like we also we projected my mom brought the projector and we projected crass christ the movie behind us while we played like at our high school and it was so funny like all these like random people come like all these people i like didn't know that were into metal always like skaters and all these girls came i was like what like okay well sit down here you go but it was instrumental just psychedelic death metal like you know and he kept saying that he's like you guys are like psychedelic like acid death metal we're just like okay it's just technical (laughs) but it was like rad that he saw it that way because we were like yeah hell yeah (laughs) sorry i just thought i'd like throw that in there it was like our first show and then oh yeah then, then real quick before we get to to the later shows we also American Tragedy, our old friend's band, um, and there's a long backstory with all of that. But at the Shea Cafe, they remember they like let us finish their set one night. Oh, I forgot about that, man. Remember that day? Like yeah. they were like, you guys, co- they they like were headlining a show, and they, they were, like, were a, a hardcore big band. hardcore band in yeah. our area. Like wasn't a hundred percent our music. Like it wasn't like our kind of old school punk hardcore. There was like some new school hardcore, and we're like. Eh. But it was cool. <laughs> but they, yeah. we, we were like brothers, like um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some like some, John Green, Justin Green, rest in peace. Those are our brothers. Um, yep. They were in that band, and uh, yeah, they let us. It was a huge show. They were hella popular. I think they were opening for Poison the Well <laughs> at that show, mm-hmm. and um, they let us finish their set. And Dan yep. and myself and Casey just got up there and they like had our backs John Green yep. recorded the first demo with you two with yeah. Casey and Dan I was up in Santa Cruz already I believe he recorded all of the, we did like multiple first demos and then the last yeah. one was the gestation of worms demo that was like if well, I'm not mistaken American Tragedy did a split with as dying or something correct yeah. oh yeah correct yeah they're all friends with those guys and stuff yeah I have that seven inch. Yeah. Yeah, man. So that was, that was our first show really. I forgot about that in public. I I forgot about that too. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yep. So sorry, I had to throw that in there, but no, it's, it's all good. Important. So then from that point, so, so, so sorry to go back, David. I'm sorry, that was a long interjection. No, no, it was great. I can't, I can't believe you remembered so, that. So that yeah. gives you guys the taste of playing in front of a random crowd a couple times. So then, what, what do you guys do from that point? You guys go back to the studio, start writing more shit, or do you start doing more shows, or what's the deal from there? I think we all moved. <laughs> oh, yeah. no that's what I'm saying. okay so you're up okay so that's back in san diego you're talking about okay so back yeah that was that right was at the che Cafe. so everybody's yeah, yeah. migrating to the bay casey's still down in san diego though that's where you're at casey hadn't moved up yet i, well, I moved to humboldt and then like i went there for a year and, su- and studied percussion with a wonderful guy eugene novotny fantastic teacher but uh it wasn't my scene up there so i came back to san diego after like one semester and uh, yeah, and then I went to school. I was back in San Diego, you know. So that was 2001 was that year. Then 2002, I came back. And then Dan, he moved back here as well, right? Like the yeah, in like 2003, something. something like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and we started jamming more together. And then, mm-hmm. yep. And then we, I don't know if you're, I'm jumping ahead, but then we made plans oh, to yeah. go up and and jam with, with David, and we were yeah, planning totally. on recording the first album kind of thing so but that, that was, was, that was like we were, we were back and forth we played a few shows right i think we played a few shows up in santa cruz before yeah before that time that we yeah. went up and started, didn't you live in santa cruz that. dan i did i did live yeah because i remember there's like a funny years. funny side story is that uh dan told me about this way later on but i actually for my like winter ball or prom um i went to his house before i even met him <laughs> and I was there like pre-partying there and with them in my tuxedo with like my mom nervous with my, the girl and like, uh, like and Dan Dan's there because I remember I all of his roommates he like listed them all off and I'm like I was, I was there too house. man yeah I was there too was, was there, I there was, I think so yeah. which house was this like the ocean, like ocean, ocean Street it was off Ocean, ocean Street yeah okay yeah yeah by, by, by little Caesars crazy. over there yeah and I we lit uh, yeah. like a couple years later after I joined the band I know, right? And somehow put it together that I was there with like, yeah. you know, drinking like my fucking probably swimming off ice or something stupid and uh, get like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to get wrecked before, you know, like the prom. It was at Coconut Grove. So we ended up, I think we walked to Coconut Grove from there. Dude, I kind of remember drinking yeah. on Dan's floor and some prom people coming in. Yeah. And I've never heard about this. <laughs> yeah. Was this crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, Dan, I mean, I put this together because, yeah, it's a funny story. Yeah. I remember um, this. Helen Kenny, I think, was who I was going with, and she was like best friends with some girl that you were living with. Kelly, uh, yeah. Kelly, yep, Kelly. And uh, yeah, that's how we all put it together. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> that's so that's semi embarrassing slash ridiculous. I can't believe that that even you know. That's so how that we was first... the night we met Joel. <laughs> that was amazing. the first night. Yeah, yeah. We didn't even I know. know. <laughs> we didn't even know. Yeah. That's some like lost shit. Some magnet fucking shit right <laughs> yeah, there. Know, right? Yeah. Seriously, that's some weird connections. Shit. Yeah, I missed connection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that was uh that was pretty funny to find out, man. <laughs> How am I only now hearing about this? <laughs> I don't know. Well, me and Dan had put it together, I think, when Dan was Dan and I were in decrepit, I think, just mm. sitting in the back of a van talking for hours. And oh, I remember that. And you you were like, wait a minute, I was there. Yeah, and I yeah. Was like, oh yeah, I was there too. How would that yeah. even yeah. come up though? Like, imagine like 
I think it was Kelly. prom party going to come? <laughs> I think it was with because uh, Kelly got brought up. I'm like, oh, I know her. We went to her house uh, before prom this year. Uh, and then um, yeah. you're all, dude, I remember like a bunch of people coming over like in suits and shit for prom. And like, yeah. we kind of like, you know, reverse engineered it from there. But, that's yeah, insane. No, it's <laughs> it pretty synchronistic. If that's yeah, even the yeah. Totally. say that. What a well, trip. I was going to say also, um, so I think what we wrote, like, the first six songs before college or whatever, <clears throat> like we had six songs, right? We had, mm-hmm. we, we just called them song one, song two, song three. And then like, eventually we put names on them and stuff, but it was like, what was it? Cerebral, dr- Gristle Dripping Scab and Third Pond. And then it was Gestation of Worms and then uh, Thought Disruption and then Nothing Beyond the Rot. Those were like the first six songs we had and that was it for like all the shows we did in high school and all that but we like connected all the songs by samples and would do like weird like instrumental shit in between with delay and yeah just be all weird remember when we used to do a third tunnel it would just be third yeah, pond right into carpal tunnel yeah well, that, was, that was brutal <laughs> that was cool that was <laughs> yeah and so you know that was for the and then uh when dan moved down here we actually were jamming with John, our late friend, and um, you know, we we, we played. Uh, we had a Girth Parko, this like side project. Oh shit! I remember we like that. doing I remember some, that too. It was like this wacky, weird, crazy, yeah, spastic, technical, weird stuff. Um, and uh, and then he he actually jammed some odious stuff with us, but like he was super busy doing other things and like you know, doing school and stuff, and we were kind of like. Oh, we're just gonna so dan and i just kind of stuck with jamming that style like and so so we wrote like you know uh like new songs uh what was it uh the seven pod yeah and like some of those kind of songs and then we like sent a video to david up in santa cruz and we were like dude like we got these new songs and this so we like made a vhs like and i like sent it to david and then you had to learn them from dan like explaining each riff you know I saw that and, video too. I remember yeah. you guys let me I still watch have it actually for... the, the old things. That <laughs> really? funny. I found it. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Um, but uh, yeah. And so then we had new songs and then we like put those together and then we we're like, Hey David, we should come up to Santa Cruz and we should jam and stuff. So Dan and I started doing our like regular treks up to Santa Cruz to jam with you guys and start playing shows, you know, and that was like back in 2003 like we were driving up to santa cruz like every month or two or something was like that. that before dan moved to santa cruz then it yeah, was after was i moved back for like a yeah. year before i moved to san francisco oh and that's right that was, that was after that was 2003 that. yeah and i remember we'd come up and we just like because i the girl i was seeing at the time she lived in santa cruz and we were like for the first time like living separate for a while and then um we would play shows up there we'd come up and do the treks for like a few shows i remember or whatever but then one of those visits was when we started well actually around around that time it was like when i first heard and time begins and that's when we were like fuck man this is like an amazing style of death metal like i was just blown yeah. away. But then yeah. somehow it, it worked out where we could record with matt from yeah birth, and i was like casey shit, pulled like, that shit off somehow yeah so that's how did you get in touch with matt casey <laughs> that was the from, from the decrypt or sorry uh the Derek the, roddy forums the roddy forums that's right um, so you just hit him up there and yeah i was like yeah i, I like 
got a hold of Matt and stuff. That and was, was a like, joke. Yeah. That was such What's a big that? deal, you know? Oh, yeah, time. no, totally. Oh, yeah. We were just like, what? Like, we were like, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it's, oh. yeah. Cause we were like doing demos and we were like printing them out from my parents, like printers and like sending out CDs to like every label. <laughs> we're like, Hey, metal blade. Like, you know, they don't even know who we are. Just yeah. Check it. And they're just, you know, no response, but ambitious um, dude. Yeah. We were just like, whatever. I don't know. Just go for it. And uh, um, yeah. And so yeah, dude, uh, I got a hold of Matt on the decrepit. I mean, on the, sorry, on the, not on the, on the Derek Roddy forums. And then, uh, yeah, it was just kind of like, we were just like, dude, like we want to record with you. And he gave us a great deal, dude. It was like so cheap. Like it was like, so, Matt is the coolest dude in the world. And so he definitely hooked us up. Oh, no, it was so fucking affordable. It was, we were just so down. We paid, we, we did it with our own money. We didn't even have a deal. And Dan and I, we just forked it out, you know? And, yeah. Uh, that's what I wanted to yeah. get to. That devouring was completely finished before you guys even signed with unique leader yeah yeah and we actually copyrighted the album i sent it to the congress like whatever copyright it was fun just kind of you know i didn't know what i was doing but i was like yeah, yeah no, you did i, I still right. have the copyright it's really funny but uh just on that <laughs> album of course not anything else uh but uh yeah and um we sent it out we didn't really hear much back a couple other offers but nothing too big or anything and then uh, well matt was like not when he was recording it yeah. i remember he was like dude eric's gonna love this and i was like oh, we yeah. were like what like Sick. for real and we're like yeah, he's like, yeah. dude yeah like i'm gonna share this with eric like he's gonna love this shit and i'm like yeah. we're like yeah. holy shit like because yep. deeds was everything to us like for like we got brought up hardcore on the cali <laughs> death metal deeds disgorge like yep. it was like serious business to us like we mm -hmm. loved it even though we weren't like just straight death metal people like we fucking loved it as much as straight death metal people. Yeah. Absolutely. Fuck Absolutely. Yeah. Well, even before that, I remember Dan and I, before we even moved back up to, to the Bay area, before all this, we were sitting in your, you know, when you lived at your parents' place and we'd put on the unique leader website and we'd check out links and be like, crazy dude spawn possession listen to it you know like remember those sample like songs and shit yeah well actually yeah. i'll yeah. I, i'm gonna have to joel's the one who showed us showed us spawn um when we first met joel and i'm gonna let's i'm gonna go into that a little bit Hell yeah. i think that was <laughs> origin yeah. the yep. origin show at yep. the aptos club yep and um yeah we went to that show and we were handing out demos i think weren't we and you, you got, I think you were, and myself were under 21 and we couldn't get in or something. No, I was, yeah. I was, uh, oh, I remember I couldn't might... get in. So I was just hanging out outside. Maybe Josh couldn't get in or something. And you were hanging out with them or something like that. Um, yeah. But like we met and you had a spawn hoodie on at that show. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you're all, have you heard of spawn? Because we started chopping it up. You and I Joel yeah, had yeah, a spawn yeah. hoodie on every show. Dude. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Represent. <laughs> yeah for sure One of the no, best i know bands i know, I know. Yeah. it's not a bad thing not a bad thing at all but like we went to that show and origin blew our minds and then um joel and i were outside chopping it up and he's like, oh i've heard of you guys i think i tried to give him a demo no you gave like, me a demo oh. you gave me a demo. okay yeah <laughs> and he's yeah. like oh i've heard of you guys or something like that and i'm like oh cool and like we just started talking shop pretty much like about death metal bands and like this and that and then he's all have you heard of spawn possession and i'm like i've heard of them but i haven't heard them like and he's like and that's and he's like that's like what i'm wearing i'm like oh sick like <laughs> i don't think he really said that i, just didn't, I hope i, I said that 
I didn't realize like you were wearing a spawn <laughs> that's what hoodie. I'm, that's what I'm wearing, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and you you guys actually you guys were because at the time you guys were like, no, I mean, um, because I remember Josh, it was you and Josh outside, and Josh was I remember Josh when I talked about spawn obsession, he's like, Yeah, they're all right. Like they're like because Josh, you know, is like, you know, was the yeah. record guy that knew every band. And then you I guys were like, no, them. but it's all you guys were like, dude, it's all about deprecated though. Like deprecated is the band. Well, yeah, that was our yeah. San Diego shit for Which, sure. Yeah. It is fucking all about well. I remember you guys though. I asked I asked you guys, I'm like, so what kind of style do you play in your band? And you're like, oh, like technical death metal. And I was all in Santa Cruz, and I kind of like under my in my the back of my head was like, Yeah, right. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like I swear to God, I was kind of a dick in my head about it. I had a dick in my head, but I was like, uh, <laughs> but then I remember I was like, I was standing outside for so long. I think you guys, okay. You guys might've been 21 or so and were able to go in and I couldn't go in. So I was outside smoking cigarettes and just hanging out. And it was finally just me by myself. I listened to a little bit of origin and was like, I can't see anything. I'm just going to, you know, heard a few songs. I was like, I've already been out there for an hour, like an hour or two. Um, and then I took off, I threw the CD in my CD player in my car, um, in the Taco Bell parking lot right over you know, the next block was over, it the next... four song demo or was it the Od- the unique leader album it was the four song demo okay. so um yeah and i like threw it on and was like what the fuck is this and i ran over to carrie and i was like these guys are fucking insane and i ran over to carrie's house um carrie gear and went and knocked on his window in the middle like at fucking 10 o'clock at night and he's up smoking pot and stuff. And uh, he's like, what? I'm like, dude, you throw, I like jump in his window. I'm like, you got to put this on right now. This band's from Santa Cruz. Dude. And we're, we're in our own band at the time. And we're like, we have to quit. We have to quit. <laughs> As I swear to God, that's how, that's how, uh, like, because we had a drummer issues at the time with our band that we couldn't find a drummer and stuff like that. So then we, we heard I that. I love just, that demo though, dude. I know what yeah. you're feeling. Yeah, it just had this rawness to it. And it just sounded That's so all Dan unique. and Casey. Yeah, it sounded so unique. I was like, what the fuck is they're from Santa Cruz? Like, god damn it. Like, we're not gonna ever get a chance to play if these guys are out because we, we were very competitive back then, me and Carrie, um, in our heads, you know, like most kids are when they're starting off with these kind of technical bands. Um so and... record uh, real quick, sorry. Are we gonna just get back to the recording and uh Eric, Matt's saying like Eric's would be way down. So what what happens from that point? Like he, Matt, Matt tells Eric, and is it that did everything for us? Honestly. It's immediate response. Like Eric's just, just like, yeah, yeah, I'm down. Um, yeah, David said it. That's basically Matt. Matt really, did everything. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I I remember driving up with Dan to record with Matt, and uh, we like left San Diego pretty late because I think Dan had to work and stuff, and so we we drove up like. Regan, we got to Santa Cruz at like three or four in the morning or something like that. And uh, I remember trying to sleep on David's couch and just like so excited, like about recording and meeting Matt. I've never met Matt and decrepit and all. I was just like, oh my God. And he had such a gnarly pit bull. And it was like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) What was it? It was sick. That's a cool feeling to have, though. Be excited versus like what I would think most people would be super fucking anxious. What was that, too? Well, yeah, but I mean, like, it's a yeah, good yeah. anxiety, though. Obviously, no, totally. you were prepared if you felt excitement, you know? I mean, I was trying. I was only 21, you know? It's just you like, have those right, pictures? Dude. Remember those pictures of you guys in the studio with Matt? I remember there's, I there's like a whole of group them. of pictures. Yeah. I remember yeah. sitting by the In Time Begins original artwork, and, yeah. like, I was just like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. Like, yep. What the? <laughs> no. My mind yeah. was blown, you know? We were yeah. just like blown away, like, oh my god, dude, this is the dude, like, dude, in time begins. Like, <laughs> yeah, and uh, 
and Matt was just the nicest dude. I remember pulling up to his house and he comes out and I'm with Dan and, you know, and I think you had, were you with us, David? I think you were the, the, day, the first day we did tracking. You must have been yes. with us. Yes, I was there. So all three I was drinking up. wild turkey that day. I got wasted oh, that day. Yeah. Hell wild yeah. Turkey. And you guys were just doing, uh, you were tracking the drums and Dan was playing along with you. And I was like, I'm taking this day off. I'm fucking getting wasted. And I like yeah. got wasted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember that's part of the picture group of you holding the wild turkey. I remember there's yeah. like a, in those pictures of recording. And then some. Dan was drinking some. Do you still drink that shit, dude? No. Fuck no. <laughs> yeah, we had to retire. I had to retire that shit. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Retire that shit hard, dude. Yeah, we would get wild with wild turkey. All right. Wah, wah. Yeah. Yeah. And so we just were like, all right, here we go. Like we're going to record. And so I was like, you know, playing my ultimate best, just like, oh my God. He's like watching me and stuff and trying so hard, you know. But it was so fun, dude. It was like great. It's good. Did times. you bring up your own kit or were you playing on? Mm-hmm matt's kit you brought your own yeah and this is before i had the e-kits so like i don't even know if i mean they, they must have been around but the axis e-kits i had the axis pedals I had the a's but i i used those like trigger perfect those like yellow ones and uh I, yeah that's what i used on that album and uh but, uh but i think soon after that when i came back to san diego because i was still living down here it was like around that time i got the e-kits like right after that and then later that year i moved up to the bay and the so e-kits, the e-kits I, still, are... I swear by them they're yeah instead of triggering yeah instead of something mounted on the bass drum it's just the pedal on the pedal right yeah 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 um and i I used those you know with all the recording and touring after that and all that stuff but uh yeah okay so that was so fun recording with matt dude he was so how many days did you guys record with him it was quick three like three Three days days. yeah sounds like right for the whole thing yeah fucking banged uh, it out dude he was just such a chill dude so after that we were just like man what that was so fun and he is the coolest so we felt like that's where we started to like get that like friendship thing as opposed to being like intimidated by you know like when you go yeah matt side you're like matt matt was drinking low turk he was drinking wild turkey oh was he like yeah like (laughs) i I was like all right you're you're down dude (laughs) yeah he drank from the chicken's beak gobble gobble (laughs) the chicken's beak hell yeah dude (laughs) shit yeah. Uh, going back to the Thunderdome days, we'd have parties where it'd be wild turkey parties where you weren't allowed in without a, a fifth of wi- 101 wild turkey. You couldn't yeah. have the fucking 80 shit. You weren't allowed in. That's so funny. Oh, man. oh my God. That was ridiculous. Shit would be broken. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I remember one night, like three windows got broken. And, like, <laughs> yeah. and I think every podcast party. we talk about windows being broken in that house. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, parties, people got thrown out of windows. And that yeah. was just like the regular, but like, like just hanging out with like five friends. There's one night, like three windows got broken. <laughs> yeah, I, remember, I remember one night we had a friend, Lewis, who threw my friend Nick through a window and then um lewis was going to go get money because he felt bad about it and in the meantime there was a a 12 pack sitting there with one beer in it and i just punched it the 12 pack for something because i was drunk i punched it one beer goes out and breaks another window (laughs) 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 well well, he's out to go get money for the first window Um, i just shattered another one while he was Mm. uh, that place was fucking ridiculous man yeah speaking of windows being shattered joel's 21st birthday oh my yeah 21st birthday god I haven't, didn't think we were ever going to talk about that. That was like 15 Wait, years gotta, ago. That was awesome, actually. I remember that. <laughs> we're not going to get into that, but I remember that. that was great. Um, so, Joel, I have a question. So, yeah. did you start, you 
you started jamming with us before Devouring came out. It was recorded, I think. We, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It was recorded, and and you guys were talking about um, or we're already I think speaking to Unique Leader, I think. Um, and so how it started was, yeah, I would just go over to David's house, and you would, you know, first show me like nothing beyond the rot. And then, you know, yeah, we, we just went sat, in like, order. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like sat like, six. yeah, yeah. And you like showed me like what you thought just to show up, start off easy with the song. And then we kind of moved on. I think I had Nux Vomica down, though, previously, because there's a power tab for it that Dan or Casey made. Um, so I walked in knowing that. And then um, then you slowly started teaching me the songs. And then Casey and Dan came down and jammed with all of us in the living in the second living room, not the front living room, but the second one. And it sounded and, uh, great, actually. I remember yeah, and you that. guys I were super like, stoked. Yes. I, I was so fucking yes. nervous. Um, we have a fucking awesome bassist, and he's chill. It's dope. I literally, like, played, like, three or four songs, and then you guys stopped, and Casey was like, so do you want to, like, be in the band? Like, I was like, what? Like, Wait, holy think shit. about it. Like, so you that guys was right playing, after. <laughs> you guys were playing without a bass player that whole time up until you met Joel? Yep. Well, no. So, so tell that me was about the first time you felt the low end. Tell me about Joe Lester because I talked to Joe Lester and he said he like jammed with you guys from Internaut. Oh really? yes, yeah. yes, yes. So Joe and I became friends because I think I think we were both in philosophy classes at UCSC, um, and we started. I, he was wearing metal shit, and I was like, "What's up?" And we started talking and shooting the shit. And then he's like, showed me some of his old bands from LA because he was from LA. And I'm like, oh, dude, you're into sick shit. Hell yeah. And like, um, and then I showed him our shit and he was all into it. And um, so I, I was like, do you want to play bass for us? We, we need a bassist. And he's like, I would love to. And he like was playing fretless bass, like, because he was like a hardcore jazz. No, he's insane. He's studying jazz, I think, at UCSC, um, had a sick jazz program. But, um, yeah he was he i started teaching them to him in order and i think we got to i think we got to like nothing beyond the rod i don't remember but um he was in a bunch of bands like he was making money for school i believe playing mm -hmm. in every band every jazz band every band he could doing gigs and um uh yeah i think we just didn't have enough time uh, to constantly jam with him but yeah that's trippy because he went on to be an intronaut and they're pretty big um yeah, he's like the star of that too. band you know he's like he's every time i go see intronaut i just stare at him he's like the, the leading <laughs> force in that band to me he's just so he's a great good. dude he was so yeah. nice oh yeah such a chill dude he was friends with our homegirl savan and uh she introduced us to him i think originally but um but yeah trippy yeah and then but yeah after that shortly after that we started jamming with you and he kind of like was just busy working all the time. And then we're like, okay, you're the fucking man. It's time to party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forget. I, I was living in Aptos at the time. Cause I ended up moving in. You moved to San Francisco and I ended up moving in your room. Right. Mm -hmm. Is that what happened? I don't know when the timeline well, is. Way, I think that was way late. That was way, way later, later after bloodletting. And stuff. Okay. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That was uh, kind of a blur of a fucking of a, of a time because i yeah i just started hanging out with you guys weekly like i mean three or four times a week and then you're like come over we're drinking you know after not even a jam and then we started partying on top of jamming and then it just became you know a three day a week kind of adventure but uh yeah we got the songs down pretty quickly and then um and then I remember casey showing me the the dan 
um, videos for caverns and golden excretion and stuff like that. And I learned from those and, and then we had to play a show or, or no, the unique leader happened. And then we played a show in Berkeley or something was our, my first show with you guys. Um, I forget. Who was that with? Who else played that show? Was that with Deeds? No, it was, it was a pretty small show. It was like downstairs at a venue in Berkeley. Um, it was almost like a Blake's. restaurant. Blake yeah, Blake's. I remember that. Yep. Yeah. 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 I don't yeah. know who played with us on that. Yeah. I don't know. There's some yeah, other was, metal bands, but I don't remember who. Yeah, it's, it was such a yeah. Yeah, it was. So was what so year nervous. is this? What year is this? Two thousand four, four or five? Yeah, two thousand four. Well, I, I before, joined in five. Well, you joined in two thousand five. Okay, yeah, so it's before, basically before Anthony joined. So whatever year. So then, before. what I'm trying to figure out is yeah. Halloween of two thousand four. There was a party at the Thunderdome, and that was the first yeah. time. Yeah. And 2005. Yeah, but I'm just saying I went Halloween 2004, and that was my first time seeing Odious play. Oh, totally. Did Decrepit play that too? Yes. And Sleep Terror. Sleep Terror Terror one was Carnivorous later on. Oh, was that after this? Yeah, it wasn't the Halloween Uh, one. What was the first one? It was, I think it was Decrepit, Odious, in medieval times Ooh, oh, now okay. we're breaking out the gems are you talking about this one <laughs> dude that we did yeah yeah this one yeah this show look at joel look at this picture oh my god <laughs> oh dude wait this, dude uh, if you can zoom in at the top left oh, one i think me and dan are in the back were jay and silent bob dude i don't know why i gotta open it on a different thing so there's dusty dusty bottom yeah. line hold on let me uh put it on a different thing and i can okay. zoom in better 2005 was the shitty year when the cops came and Mammatus played and I got arrested after. Oh, town, so. oh, yeah. That was when I was blood. Bruce Dickinson that year. That was the bloodbath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blood you were bath. Bruce, dude. You were Bruce. That was so good. You still, you still don't even remember what happened that night. This one. Yeah, I remember. Dusty's <laughs> long ass hair. Look at, look at him. Bottom right. He's in both of those pictures. Yeah. yeah I remember that. Yeah. Uh, um, Andrew is Gunther. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh man! Check out that. Uh, that's all I'm not. We don't need to try and search for you, but yeah, dude, that was an awesome <laughs> show. That was my first time seeing Odious live, and me. Oh yeah, Dan and I were blown away, dude. We... Was that the first night we all met Anthony? <laughs> that's we... I met. I met you before. I met you before at the Palo Alto show with Dan Kenny. So Joel's yeah. the link. Joel is the one that introduced us. Well, yeah, it came Dan. up before, but you guys was, all came up and partied. Joel was gonna play in Carnivorous, and then he got the opportunity to be an odious, and he decided to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's See? a recording one, right? That'd be that's a frequent, the, yep. that'd be a frequent Siskin picture or <laughs> uh, happening at a party is a bottle of wild turkey, dude. The turkey is coupons and a Pepsi. Come on, dude. Where's your Coke, dude? It's all about no. It's a shitty night. <laughs> uh, where was I? Don't even know where I was just at, dude. And I just got lost off the wild turkey. I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out when we all. Okay, up so with yeah, you. Joel. Joel was. We had like hooked up online. Dan and seasoned the obese at AOL or whatever was. Talking, <laughs> was talking. We were. Uh, we were instant messaging each other. I don't yeah, know yeah. how that started, but um, I don't either, dude. They basically, yeah, you, you guys had the, Dan. yeah, you guys Dan. were looking for a bass really... player, and I was like, I was like, you know, I, I talked about so, it with the Dan Kenny one. 
So I remember we went down to Pacifica to see them jam and see Severed Jam. Yeah. Okay. And I was that the first time we met them? Because I know like you you came with us, Joel, but like I don't remember if that was the first time or if they came to the Thunderdome first and partied with just us. I think there was something along it was something along those lines right after 2004 I met Dan and Anthony at or 2003 I met Dan and Anthony at in Palo Alto at the bloodletting with Spawn of Possession and Gorgasm and um and then after that we I think we hung out and partied or something and I think maybe I we all went to the severed jam space after that I think I think that's the order of things I remember remember that too back in those days yeah Yeah, Troy just killing it dude exactly yeah yeah yeah. totally I, I remember all that too like around that time because I was even though like like I was in Santa Cruz like Dan and I moved up to the city in 2004 and then I was kind of like in the city with Square and Aaron living in that place that you guys eventually moved into on the sunset and I was kind of <laughs> yeah. like what am I doing like I want to go to Santa Cruz I want to play music and I just joined Decrepit and I was playing with you guys too of course doing both double duty and like doing all that stuff and I just every time I come to Santa Cruz I'd have so much fun like we'd be like dude all kinds of fun stuff going on in San Francisco it was just like crickets for me at that time you know so yeah, Dan and I were also down. super excited to go down to Santa Cruz all the time. Yeah. Once we started getting tight, yeah, and uh, things were happening, we'd just be like, yeah. "Fuck it, let's go to the Thunderdome, dude." The yep. Thunderdome was just constant. I remember just living that was there, the it was, it was constantly, yeah. like on a fucking Tuesday night, on a work night, I would go in the living room. And there'd be nine people, you know. That, yeah, you know, well, just there was enough space. There was enough space and enough people who just didn't give a fuck that it's yeah. like you'd make a you'd find a spot and you're gonna sleep there for a few hours and get up drink a fucking gatorade and yeah smoke cigarettes and you're good get some coffee or maybe a hair of the dog that bit you <laughs> that house going, went dude. through so many people man like um myself adam Payne from residual echoes and uh nema um start were the first residents there and then some of them moved out and I was in there longer and people just kept moving in. But then like, eventually I left and um, Casey and I, and Josh, I believe moved to the furniture dome. That was the yeah. second place. Yeah. Um, which was so sick because we could jam at any hour there. And we, that's, I think when we got like super, well, the, Anthony was definitely singing with us by the time we were at the furniture dome. Cause that was after we were jamming in Watsonville. Um, yeah. but that's when we like we're like okay we can just jam all the fucking time yeah. i jammed with you guys i actually started playing with you guys in at the watsonville uh storage unit yeah i remember before yeah. bloodletting us, us i have the specific memory of the practice before bloodletting when we were about to leave the bloodletting was supposed to have psychroptic from what i remember i remember something happened and they oh, fell off shit. and uh they were going to come and practice in with wow. in the jam studio and like use equipment and stuff like that and that kind of fell through but um, yeah, I remember there was a practice right, that we yeah. had. It's still my f- most like it was probably the sickest, odious practice still to this day. It was right before we left for for uh, bloodletting. We had a practice. We had decrepit around us. We had, we had friends and stuff, and we were just locked. I remember just like going into it so like 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 uh, yeah. just confident. I knew well, we were gonna oiled. kill it. You know? Yeah. I never like train wreck wasn't in our vocabulary. We were just like. This is fine. We're like, we were. Just, it made us more excited on stage and stuff like that. And well, uh, the only time we ever train wrecked was without David. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, so I mean, we were we playing sucked. a lot of 
those those times you know like we were practicing like all of us were practicing every day and we were yeah. very like into it and disciplined and like i don't know Dude. i i needed i needed to practice like three hours a day to be that as good as i was <laughs> which was like yeah okay but like sometimes barely getting by like oh dude but, um, are you serious K- casey dude. and that real quick sorry i don't want i was just want to get this out i was just gonna say casey and me talked about this recently and it's like the lineup that's on the show right now was the tightest band i've ever I, like yeah. their practices felt like it was oh yeah spiritual at times and i know that might sound fucking conceited whatever i'm just saying like the feeling that you get when you're in the jam space with other dudes and you all are looking at each other and you're like it's it's almost like we're it's just like you're in this different fucking what what do they call it the flow state and we're all in it together and it's like we're falling down this fucking vortex together and it's like it's taking a hold you know and it's fucking but and we'd also talk about how we have these breaks too in between jams and then come back like a month later and still be like oh dude we just got through that nice nice and easy you know i spent a lot of time jamming with like people individually too like dan showed me like dan taught me so much guitar also like he jamming with dan like made me so much better and also with casey of, of course like that was like for so many years, but like, you know, we all kind of jammed with each other and made each other better is what I said and what I mean. And like, as we continued, like adding more members, we just kept getting better because we just kept killing it together. I don't know. We were in the zone. Let me backtrack real quick. I shouldn't say Titus. I was just thinking about that dude. Severed practice, like Joel's Joel's witness to severed practice. It's tight as fuck. Yeah, man. Mike Gilbert was ridiculous. So that was like the wrong word, but like you know that that flow that I was just talking about that that zone that everybody gets in. All right, sorry. Well, we were we were so confident that it actually led to our our train wreck later on because we were like we brought this up before. We were in St. Louis playing with Origin on Bloodletting, and James King was there, and it was after like Shout there was like James King. Yeah, there's like five or ten people there because they just had a, like a hurricane or something went through there. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, James King's all played this more for convulsion, and we're like, well, we haven't practiced it, but we know it, so we just played it like perfectly. Like we didn't even bat an eye and just played it. And I was right. like, what no problem, just yeah, just no problem. We weren't worried about it at all. We're like, fuck yeah, this is gonna be fun. And like, so then we took that to kind of <laughs> to when we played uh, the Death Fest or whatever the whatever Maryland, the big one yeah. in Maryland Death Fest. Where someone's all cabins of reason, and we hadn't practiced it, and we we're just like, yeah, well, we, you know, we're still a well-oiled machine, right? Even though we can't hear each other, and this is the worst <laughs> sound we've ever had in our lives. And Dan, yeah, Dan was there, and like we were like, fuck it. But yeah, yeah, so practices would be in various spots in the furniture dome. That'd be well. Yeah. Let's take it. I mean, we keep jumping a little bit forward. Like we're playing shows in Carnivorous and Odious separate, and somehow, some way, we just get to talking. So, and yeah, so. I, exactly what you're saying and i just want to say real quick uh basically like around that time so so we had gotten joel joel joined in 2004 right yeah and so that was right after we did devouring you guys were talking about before the album came out you know and so like i remember uh you guys were kind of bringing up this uh you know when you we were in matt's studio just being like totally like oh shit dude you know <laughs> I mean, we were like, What's up, Josh, we were yeah, sitting, yeah, with the artwork right there. We were sitting in Matt's studio, just like 
like oh shit this is the fucking dude look at that little smirk on my face i'm like yeah yeah <laughs> oh, we <Yeah>. made it <laughs> oh yeah this is like a big doc- deal for me it's like dr yeah. j and snoop dog dude hanging out right here <laughs> but uh no we were just like so stoked on that whole time and then i also found you know like this uh kind of recording stuff like like this whole time man like we were doing um <clears throat> you know this was uh you know devouring this is me i'll just this is in matt's oh shit oh, picture where everyone yeah this is in matt's kitchen um, oh yeah i remember that yeah you know a little kitchen and then the whole thing and then we had uh you know you're sweating in that one dude I know, <laughs> yeah, right? dan. <laughs> oh can you see it i wasn't sure if you could see it i'm okay. not i'm getting used to this now so this is dan doing vocals and devouring <laughs> so that. Wait, you're telling me that the kitchen demo that I did is actually the second kitchen recording? Oh, we are, we have a history of kitchens. <laughs> Cooking shit <laughs> up, you know? Brutality. Yeah, I think brutality yeah. was done in a kitchen too. Brutality K- is lost. Kitchen's a good place to record sometimes. Actually, you know? Then, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, it's like sometimes you just, you never know. It's like when you're in a kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I do. do it. Oh, yeah. Spitting them so, highs. You know? I like the color coordination, dude. So <laughs> yeah, you got the yeah. brown on brown. Just to, <laughs> used to match. Times, you know. So, anyways, it's kind now of now it's just black on black. Throw those in there real fast. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So, so so that was the old house, and then we, you know, when we were in that time of doing the kitchen demo. Speaking of that, you know. So the whole thing is that like all the songs after devouring right were songs that we played on the bloodletting along with the songs on devouring you know mm-hmm. um and what people might or might not know is that like some of those songs on that's on cryptic are on like our old demos and stuff that old gestation of worms demo and stuff um like dysmorphic avulsion and you know gestation of worms and, and nuxvomica those ones yeah um but Anyways, There's also it, the 2005 demo, the kitchen demo. That's the thing. Um, that's yeah, what those, so, those are the first songs, new songs. So, that I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, so that brings us into 2005 when we when we got Anthony to do vocals, and Dan was kind of like, "I don't want to sing anymore, dude." Like, yeah, you were right? into it. Why didn't you want to sing anymore, Dan? Right. Um, you, you sounded sick, by the way. Yeah. Obviously, you know, it's kind of like. When you're when you're playing guitar and you're just like it's it's just like just trying to split your your brain up and like do different things at the same mm-hmm. time and I felt like I was lacking in like my performance because like I was glued to the mic and like my guitar and I was kind of like looking at my fucking guitar like I mean I got used to you know it was all muscle memory but still it was like I don't know I wasn't really that into to my voice and like being the front man. I kind of just like jamming the guitar. Like, I mean, I, I, thought, I thought it was so fucking liberating better. to like, yo, yeah, and Anthony, of course. <laughs> I was like, man, this but is your voice is really me. good. I thought, like, I always loved it. It was like, I like it. Swing. I think it, it it fit devouring perfectly, dude, for sure. Yeah. Oh, like I don't really style. I don't really like Anthony's voice, to be honest. <laughs> I'm kind of over it, to be honest. I, I know, dude. We've done enough podcasts together, dude. I'm sure you <laughs> got to be over it by now. <laughs> but Anthony uh, has a punch to his yeah. voice. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, my shit. Obviously, it was yeah. fucking Frank, and it was Corpse Grinder. I wanted to be that like 
Yeah, but no, but dude, projectile. Yeah, but you are unique. Yeah, but at the time I wasn't, dude. Like I, I well, I mean, this is me just being self-deprecating. But if I go back and listen to a carnivorous demo, dude, I have to like. All right, we're done. No, you got like you got like a certain mid, like a certain frequency yeah. that like cuts you through more than other people actually. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, guys! Well, thank you, dude. That's that means a lot to me to hear. I mean, it meant a lot to me for you guys to come at me and say we want you in the band. I, I you know, that conversation with Casey was on the phone, and it was just like I remember that. I was, so I how did standing, that happen? How'd that? I happen? remember standing. I remember standing in your driveway, David, uh, at, at the 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 thunderdome not the furniture yeah. dome yeah, yeah the thunder dome. and i remember uh being on the phone with you anthony it's 2005 and uh and i remember just spatting away with you on the phone and i was just like yeah. dude like we just want you to sing like we love you carnivorous we love what you're doing i think i think what we it was, kicked, we were kicking it at that time with him yeah always yeah oh yeah yeah we For were like such good friends but i think what part of it was was that dan kenny left carnivorous because he was doing like animosity Mm-hmm. and we were just right. like dude come to odious we want you so bad yeah it was kind of yeah. like a, a limbo know? area but you know obviously yeah. with ivan and all that shit we were able to salvage carnivores and keep yeah. going for a while but the, um, the cool the cool part that's was right though, that's right yeah hell yeah and danny bohegan you guys remember danny oh, dude, yeah, those dude, shows, he was you guys were so good fuck yeah. yeah so that that i mean yeah so i i remember that's right. You know, my first introduction to Odious, very unique, very fucking like fresh to me. And and I really, really enjoyed listening to it and then seeing it live. It was like even more so like fucking, oh shit, dude, these guys got something special going on to me personally, you know, and to obviously a lot of other people. But and then for you guys to ask me for me to be in it, it was definitely one of those first times in my vocal career where i was like you know i'm kind of being pulled upward a little bit like you guys had already been more established well felt like you but actually no we were hanging out before you guys put that shit out on unique unique leader as well because you handed me a cd yeah. there was yeah, no, that's right it wasn't pressed up yet it wasn't it was we just were just like guitar. playing shows though with deeds like we did some show like a mini tour with deeds at that point and we um with joel yeah, exactly. Like down but in LA and before Anthony. Yep. Oh, you guys did another mini one with yeah, we, yeah. That, that's what yeah. I was gonna correct you on, like the old episode that we talked uh, about. No, okay. We did a tour before you wow. actually. Or, or one like yeah, with David Well, I think we went to New Mexico twice, once with Anthony and once with Joel, mm-hmm. with yeah. without without Anthony. And yeah, I was yeah. still oh, I, no, we did totally two right. double you're duties totally, yeah. also. It, and actually no that sorry the carnivorous one i was already doing part of the set with odious and ga- gathering yeah and that was confusing too because you did like part of the set yeah. oh, call you that. up i remember yeah. the gaslighter in, in either san jose or campbell yeah. we called you up to do campbell half, yeah campbell we, we called you my, up to do half i might chuck set. liddell fucking mohawk dude <laughs> you guys remember that dude i had a chuck liddell mohawk dude that i remember sick. the the conversation it was in casey's truck or something i forget where but i remember the actual conversation of, of bringing anthony on and we threw on like a recording of carnivorous or something where it's like fuck this would be sick to like having the band like because i know dan was like didn't like to wasn't like like being in the spotlight dan's like fucking chilling out back and just shredding yeah. and yeah 
it kind of like mixed where Anthony was out just like wanted to like show off his, his tits and like be out there and just like and be uh, show off his toes, his to- yeah. show off his toes through his sandals. Dude, I definitely flash my toes to so many audience members. Dude. That's tight. Any chance man. I could, could, dude. Um, yeah, but no, so it felt if it was, I was like, dude, yeah, this is something new. Like I had already been familiar with, with devouring when you guys asked me to be a part of it. You know, we'd already played shows. We'd already been homies for, you know, however many months, maybe year, year plus or something at the time. So for a while I was doing double duty and then carnivorous dissolved. And then we get serious and strapped down for cryptic. So what well, uh D- david the the vocals i mean the lyrics on cryptic are mostly you right i think myself and casey yeah but like i a- think i was involved with fragmented and collapse just like minimal involvement i think i had a few lines in those well, two just, songs just to interject on that on the cryptic uh like we had so okay I just want to say basically um we are jumping over a bunch of shit yeah like for us um once so so anthony you joined in 2005 you know and so that was like we played a couple shows and did a few things with dan singing um like with you know like like that one thing we talked about with that 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 show run but basically once you joined like we we were pretty like super into doing shows and having you as the singer and and like the majority of the shows that we did that are at like venues were with you you know and so like you sang a lot of the devouring songs still the original front man yeah and you sang a lot of the cryptic songs before they were recorded yeah so like you were like part of the change of the style and that's just how it was and i remember dan you remember coming to rhl the south city studio and bringing your guitar and teaching me all the vocal parts and i, I, do, I learned yeah. it just off of your guitar yeah man i was really psyched on it and it was like fuck man like your your voice like taking over yeah my my flat you know i, I didn't really have like much behind it and i was kind of like we need we need to make it sound more like like cut and professional and like mm-hmm. i don't know dude i just remember seeing you guys carnivorous and i was like fuck man, this guy's voice is sick dude it's awesome yeah, yeah. fuck yeah just, you man, still did dude, a lot of you did a lot of backup still though right dan you, you mm-hmm. still like you still like had a lot remember on the the breakdown of caverns i was watching recently that footage over at toronto and they well, like zoom in, zoom in on dan yeah and david yeah david had the yeah. super gnarly highs david was the one before anthony came in and even when anthony came in david was the one on the mic in between songs he was like mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, hey, you little rap scallions. <laughs> <laughs> and saying shit like that. Yeah, Siskin would definitely talk in between songs more than I would. I would I would go, we would go back and forth in between songs sometimes. But yeah, David, were you also, uh, who was in charge of all the sounds in between songs too? Was that you, David? Like me and Dan and Casey. David. No, I'm saying like who, who controlled it during the live set? David did. oh i think i had like a like a loose station yeah i had a bunch yeah. of samples and oh, i just loaded like, it up i don't i have it on this pedal this boss pedal and it just like 
oh, random shit, right. dude. Yeah. Like just all these guitar effects and like. And so you just hit the pedal and as soon as the song yeah. ends, so there'd be yeah, yeah. It's spelled bam. Yeah, yeah. It was perfect. And then you just hear David like, like love that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, my favorite is the in the show in Toronto that we did, uh, and you can hear those samples coming through. It's like so awesome. That was a good show. Yeah, yeah, that is some good footage. That was the day after my twenty second birthday, running around blacking or blacked out and almost getting arrested. By the way, so that was I remember yeah. looking at myself there. I'm like, how did I play that show? Because I was like. I was deceased yeah. the day before. Stuck, like <laughs> you were stuck between a car seat for like an hour. Oh, was that the? <laughs> we you, you, in, that the, you in the van. You got stuck between the two seats, and then we came back like an hour later, and you're giggling to yourself because you can't. Erwin Casperson bought me. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was uh, something Springs, M M Saratoga, Saratoga Springs. Springs. Yeah, and I remember. Yeah, uh, and I uh, had to fucking chase you, dude. Well, Erwin fucking skinless kicked me in the balls. <laughs> No, no, the basis of skin was yeah. The bass player of skin is fucking kicks you in the kicked, balls. Kicked me in the balls because I dared him to. Yeah, that's how Happy drunk birthday. I was. Yeah. You guys ready for the after? Yeah, I was gonna say go to the spots where David's fucking screaming at everybody. Yeah, it's gonna <laughs> they're marked. <laughs> <laughs> they should be. That crowd got in line after we fucking yelled at them enough. <laughs> no, nah, dude, they were fucking down. That that they place were was, down. You know, it wasn't that too small, but it was small, and they I'm were fucking to, down. Sorry. Dude. <laughs> they were I'm fucking all, into like, it. Trying to get this, I'm not. Well, Canada I'm, felt I'm, cool because learning I mean, technology as I go. I'm, I'm so bad. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> um, Canada was fucking all about it, dude. Oh, dude, right here. Okay, dude, this is so good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, we got all. We got uh, I know. So I'm just. It's only nine thirty, nine twenty. As I oh, yeah, <laughs> there it is. This next song's fucking jump around and mosh to. so fun watching that just because i just remember just for a second it's so awesome. yeah dude. i could like and never play that again that, like <laughs> check this out here's a cool little uh, quick thing like where all those people are in the crowd right there we showed up we unloaded our smuggled merchandise it's been years we smuggled merchandise. <laughs> oh yeah yeah we untook we took the fucking drums 
<laughs> we took the drums apart, unloaded that shit. By the, by, by the time everybody's fucking ready to chill out, we're fucking hacky sacking where everybody's like moshing out, you know? <laughs> Eric's fucking, Eric, Mike, how many fucking people would be hacky sacked, dude? It, it was would, pretty rad to see like these super brutal death metal guys hacky sacking. Uh, <laughs> that, that's like literally all we would do. It's like, oh, you got, you're loaded in? All right, dude, let's go fucking hack outside or something. Find yep. a place. You remember we used to set, set up a mic for me that I like never use because I like uh, dude, freak I was out. Gonna break, I was going to call you out on that earlier because you were no, talking I, about everybody else being on mic and I was like, yeah, dude, we would set one up for you too. I'd go like, ugh. <laughs> I remember there was That's one. That's good though, dude. That's your fucking. This is the gorilla. Me and Dan, me and Dan would, uh, we had mic check with, uh, what was it, the Aaron Neville? The, I don't know. <laughs> yes. But I don't know. <laughs> Actually, since this is the pre-Christmas episode, I think uh, we should get one line dude one aaron neville christmas line right now come on eric eggers <laughs> he's like <laughs> <laughs> maybe Look at these no. guys. <laughs> i mean joel's got it too maybe i, mean, I can yeah, maybe I at the very end karaoke just do kid just turn i've had a few beers but not that many beers <laughs> jesus christ dude, i'm getting there actually it's the holidays <laughs> come on guys gotta ramp it up a little bit come on come on so, dude, we're talking death metal here. We're not talking Aaron Neville. This is serious. <laughs> we aren't. That's true. I'm sorry to call dude, you out. Dude, Aaron Neville had this <laughs> national <one> podcast. Fucking... <laughs> Aaron, Aaron Neville had this demo, dude, that was just like this cutty fucking like. <laughs> 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 Uh, on our next album, you guys didn't know we're getting a, a Aaron Neville guest uh, vocal. <laughs> that's, where, that's, that's where the money's gone. <laughs> that's, yeah, we're spending all of it on the next. Yeah, <laughs> I just spit beer on my fucking mom's table. <laughs> oh shit! All right, all right. So okay, all right, all right. Let me. Okay, so let's let's dig back into this whole thing. So, so the Thunderdome, man. Okay, so the Furniture Dome. So. <laughs> That was an interesting upgrade, right? You know, so we went for went for like the the Thunderdome to the Furniture Dome, and so David, do you remember like that time where? uh, Okay, so I don't know. I I just you know I was living in in the Furniture Dome was the upgrade, you know, and so that's where we jammed and stuff. And I lived with David and Josh, I think at the time, and like we found the place, right? Like in mm-hmm. 2005, yeah. So we found it, and remember, like we, you, we gave away the the Thunderdome. Yeah, yeah, and so, which has since been demolished, and then now there's yes. like, yeah, R.I.P. Thunderdome. Oh, just one more fun story about the Thunderdome. There was like animals that lived underneath the house, like badgers that would like scrape on the fucking walls. <laughs> we would like bash the walls, and they would just like scrape against it, like. It was and in the like they we yeah, caught some the in, the, in the ceiling yeah uh, yeah some rats like this oh, thing, rat the biggest rats i've ever seen oh. new york rats, uh, new york rats. yeah that's some santa Splint, cruz some splinters it's like the flats rats you know the, the <laughs> i was vegan but you know i'd kill oh. some fucking rats dude it's <laughs> oh. <laughs> too brutal dude yeah oh man yeah. No, so, so you guys, but, so at the furniture dome. Yeah. So, yeah. so that was kind of the next upgrade across from Circuit City. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. In that whole thing. Like you walk to work, right? It's like shady. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. No, I would drive. Fucking yeah, exactly. City. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Taking the buzz, Joel. And so that was our next uh, big adventure over there. Um, so that was right next to Moe's Alley, which is a dope. Yeah. 
uh, venue in Santa Cruz has mm-hmm. tons of shredders, tons of blues, tons of reggae. Great venue. Fucking um, stratosphere fucking blew my mind there. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. But well, yeah, that, that was your a mind anywhere, place. but one of the that was a dope place to live because there was no rules as far as sound like we couldn't jam we we kind of out wore our welcome at the thunderdome the cops just came so much so we moved and we got to the furniture dome and it was like (laughs) it's right across from a hospital so that was really good you know (laughs) 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 but um we could jam all the time like 24 7 if well no not really but like after 7 p.m after, it was 7 after 7 p.m. Yeah, 7 p.m. to like 10 a.m. we could jam. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So like uh one time I, I just come home to that place and I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm just cruising home to my furniture dome. Here we go. And my fucking furniture dome. my furniture dome, what's up? And I fucking <laughs> all the lights are on. And I'm like, cool, right on. And the front door is locked. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like the front door is locked, but all the lights are on. And I look over at the window and it's fucking shattered and broken. <laughs> There was like a window that like lead leads into the kitchen oh, you can oh, you can access from this. the front door right and i'm just like what the fuck is going on but my front door is locked my whole apartment's like with all my everything's lights on nobody in there and so i i, I fucking take out my key i get in there and i'm like nobody's here but all the lights are on everything's going on but there's like this crazy shattering on the front like window and all the shit and I even see some blood. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, dude, did somebody just get like killed? Like, what the fuck fucking happened, dude? And, uh, and then, uh, um, so uh, David, uh, do you remember that? Yeah, what was yeah, that story? That sucked. So um, that was my bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I went up to UCSC to play, to mix jungle like old school jungle on my friend's radio station or radio show. And I played a set. I was totally sober, smoked like one bowl. It was all good. And then um, came, it was Super Bowl Sunday, I remember. And everybody was gone. Nobody was home. And I was like locked out of the house because everyone was at like houses partying or, you know, whatever. And um, I was like, oh shit, like the window, I can see it's like off of the locks. So like, I tried to like push it in and oh. slide it and they were like single pane glass and I just totally went through and like totally cut open my wrist. Like I nicked an artery. Um, it was pretty crazy. So you I just ran to, like, across hold... the street? Oh, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, I ran mm. across the street. Um, but that kind of set Odious back a little bit because we had some dope shows booked and uh, we had to cancel them because uh, my dumb ass put my hands through the <laughs> but uh the worst part i think was that i was so sober like I, if i was yeah. drunk i would have a good excuse but like mm-hmm. no i was like <laughs> that, that's my fucking that's my prince look totally um if you were drunk you probably wouldn't feel as much pain too probably yeah i wouldn't have it fucking sucked i saw like my flesh just like open up and just blood start shooting and then i had to just like grab oh, it man. and i'm like fuck so and i just gnarly. started like running across the street like shooting oh. blood. <laughs> God damn. and i was all like lightheaded by the time i got to the emergency room but that, i mean like i said lucky we had a hospital across the street because i nicked <laughs> yeah. an artery but uh yeah and that's you were alone odious. 
And yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least um, you guys locked the front door on your way out. That was pretty responsible. <laughs> oh no, no, he never. It was already locked. I never got yeah, in. It was, was already locked out. Oh, that's window. right. Oh, yeah. so the, but the lights being on is a weird thing. You, Maybe that was just left it on or something. That's. I don't think I was living there yet. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's your fault, anyways, dude. Is everyone's dad's like pissed off? Like, who left the lights on? <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna pay the electricity around here? Yeah. <laughs> but we had to cancel shows, and I remember I was like, oh, felt man. all bad and was all bummed. Do you remember but what shows we canceled? Like, yeah, at the Blue Lagoon with Mammatus. That was okay. that would have been a dope show because that would have yeah. been jammed, you know. Totally. Um. Mammatus is sick, by the way. Six Santa yeah. Cruz psych rock yeah. band that we used to play with. Are they still going? Yeah, a little yeah. bit, a little bit. Yeah, I don't talk to them anymore, but um, I know they still put out albums every once in a while and shit. Awesome, awesome. Um, but yeah, good times. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Another time, I'm David. There. David sat down on the couch too hard, and uh, <laughs> put his head through the wall. <laughs> But you and just put his like put his like and we had to put a record. Remember, it's an ACDC record we put over to cover it. That was there for like a year, like two or three years. And then I remember when I moved out, or either it might have been you moving out, or when I moved out, I, we had to plaster it or something like that. And it was just a total, like I didn't, we didn't know what we were doing. It's just all like su- like you could press in on it. It's like super fucking like just gives super easy. It's like well, it looks good. That's all that matters, right? It's a fucking furniture dome. Who cares? But uh, actually, yeah. that place actually, to this day, I still go there all the time. Um, Shara lives there. One of my good friends, Shara, lives there. Oh, that's so awesome. I was there on Halloween this year. I, I go there, you know, probably five, six times a year. And just go party it up with uh, Jared and Shared. It's still. Do and people keep, still jam there? Not really. Um, Jared's got the archaic kind of headquarters there and that and um, Casey and Josh's old room. Um, it's where they, you know, they record kind of pre-production stuff and and uh do their you know all their promotional stuff out of that room but um yeah that's no it's one, still... that's the one with the door in the living room right and yep, exactly the yep that's it's amazing sure. it's still in the family i know it yeah, was actually dude. about five six years ago Shara came up to me and was like dude they're gonna demolish it and i was like <laughs> what we gotta have like a big old party like and, and we were planning this party and then it just never you know they never demolished it and then finally actually this year that we had to get on a call a group uh, conference with the city and shit because they're talking about demolishing it for a walgreens and um, <laughs> uh, something like that. And then um, Carrie got on there and like spoke and a bunch of people spoke like people live here, motherfuckers, like don't like get rid of it for a stupid Walgreens. And um, they ended up kind of like shutting them down. They didn't want to do it after they found out there was residents there that have been living there for so long because she's actually been living there for uh, eight or nine years now. She's overtaken. Wow. Uh, like I was there for six years. Now she's now the the furniture dome mother. You know, she got some like rent control um semi it's gone up for sure it's still because yeah. it, i'm yeah it's probably gone up about four or five hundred bucks from when we were there but that's not much for how you know it's three bedrooms and it's got its you yeah know, washer dryer no utilities so yeah, yeah that's a pretty good deal still you know but yeah. uh and it's you know it, it year to year it could go down though it's not you know that, that building is not going to last much longer there's going to be like a the floor is going to cave in like one of these days because it's it's seen some seen some days and it used to be i guess i guess a mental hospital or something like that is what i heard before or a mental outpatient care place um that's why if you look in the in the hallway down the stairs there's all these like rainbows and creepy drawings and stuff and uh, oh, there's, yeah. there's some um homeless guy come up to me he's like yeah i used to used to be like a, a kind of a mental kind of like outpatient care place so halfway house kind halfway of halfway house, house too. yeah 
Yeah. I thought that was like a dungeon that they put like Yeah, I don't know. That's where we put all the like our excess musical gear that like when we when I actually Merch. had yeah. when I had to move out of that place, I was the yeah. last person there. And man, that was a task getting rid of everything there. There was so much yeah. hidden Josh's drums, these old PA speakers, like so much random stuff, you know, random snare, like just some some guys yeah. like like halfway like punched in fucking guitar cabinet it was like it was a nightmare man getting rid of all that shit i lost a worm sweatshirt so... there one night might have <laughs> might have been there oh too. i remember uh, that sweatshirt i think no shit <laughs> he inherited it dude no i didn't i didn't inherit it. i think josh was wearing it though <laughs> yeah donated to the furniture dome dude yeah uh one thing i wanted to bring up was uh like it was super fun for us. And like, David, we, like we talked about this on another episode, but these like particular shows we got with deeds that were like these one-off shows. Remember those dude. And like, we I were do. so like excited and honored to do those shows. Like it was so sick. Like, like, you know, they did like the knitting factory and the showcase and w- whatever it was like those like few. Yeah. Those we were direct support, deeds. right? Yeah. yeah that's where i met actually archaic was at that the first deeds show we did at yeah. some i forget what venue it was and i met joe lester backstage too and that's where that whole story about him playing came from was backstage at some was that before, sorry go ahead, it, was, it was like the day before the knitting factory i think i i think we or we did one off show there and then corona or something i don't know we did so many random little adventures yeah. to like that uh, was the Southern front California. stage that was the front stage of the knitting factory right we did some what other bar. We night. didn't do the main what stage. We played yeah. both. Yeah. Yeah, we've played one. both with them, but on the on the one-offs, it was it wasn't the main stage, but still. Oh yeah, was, yeah, yeah. It but was, that room was like fucking packed, dude. Oh, that was maybe what I'm thinking down of. Then. That night, dude. Okay. I liked that side stage. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the knitting factory. Okay. Yep. Do you remember it, that, Jan? Yeah. It was like in, in Hollywood. It was like. With deeds, it was just like odious and deeds. Turned and into abys- a abysmal dawn. Ringing a bell a little bit, but then uh, remember yeah. the after party. Mm. Now the bloodletting I do with all the goth party or whatever is that the oh, one you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. We were playing main stage, and then the stage that actually we're talking about on the mi- the mini deeds run, that room was a BDSM party or whatever like a goth bdsm party going on and then they just let it they let it mix after after our show was done that was crazy and at the end of that tour and at the end of that tour we ended up in eureka and then they were like suspending themselves and with hooks at that show it started and ended pretty weird it's just like a bunch like, of like bodies hanging and shit and we're just like playing like what we're all fuck? and and it's like it's so funny because we're all death metal dudes and we're like dude that's fucking <laughs> it's like, are i mean weird, if dude. they're into it like right on you know but like that looked like some crazy shit to me yeah and there's like a dude. stabbing or something there's a girl ran with a knife into the venue and dude, said, I'm gonna i mean stab her. they're both their pupils were so fucking huge you know they were fucking yeah they, yeah they, were, they got doped up for that one dude yep eureka petitions yep yeah. yes i had a i had a methed out show in eureka story, so. <laughs> <laughs> i'll share it on the transcend the realm episode when nice we get to it. hell yeah let's do yeah. it hell yeah hell yeah fuck yeah can That's i hilarious. can i can I get things moving a little towards like cryptic? Sure. And, uh, yes. So, so we have like a, a homie of the show, Tom, uh, sorry, Tom. Yeah. Tom. Um, he wanted to like ask specifically about cryptic 
I just wanted to read. He says, Cryptic is out of this world. I don't think any other death metal album, sorry, any other death metal band can replicate the sound on that album. What was the inspiration behind the change in sound? Were you guys listening to do a ton of different music by that time? Kind of sounds like we already wrapped that. I mean, I can of, answer that. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, the whole listening to different styles of music, like we already kind of touched on that. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that we don't have to again, but I'm just saying that, yeah, that definitely is a part of it. Like I know, I know that all yeah, of us would have been listening yeah. to different styles of music at that point. Me and De- me and David, David and I fucking really vibed on hip hop a lot, you know, um jungle too he fucking opened my opened the doors to jungle um but like for you guys in the writing of cryptic and the music like what was influencing you guys at that, that time Decrepid. writing those songs yeah <laughs> the Sorry. end times begins yeah there's other things too but they were very I feel like there's so many different like because all like a lot of those songs are like we talked about earlier they're like older songs that we already recorded um but the newer stuff i wouldn't i don't know like i was listening to a lot of like necrophages and like origin and i mean there is a lot of shit that that, like influenced how that writing style got because when i think of like the 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 songs that i remember from cryptic that i like really loved were um like endless regression and, and um shit what's the first one fragmented fragmented which was uh me me and casey wrote that one like casey started that one off and then we did that like the best songs that that are on that album to me to my opinion are like collaborations Mm. because like endless i I wrote entirely and it's okay but i don't know and then the last the last song of course collapse is like fucking one of my favorites but Oh yeah, Casey. Casey mostly wrote that. So yeah, I was gonna say. So Casey, you didn't really mention where you were at at that time when you were writing. Oh yeah, thanks. No, No, I'm saying where. where, uh, (laughs) What were you listening to, like at the time when when you were adding your shit to Cryptic? Um. Well, I think the first thing I want to say is that, like, Cryptic is mostly a compilation of like mo- like songs that, that we were playing after devouring that that included david like in terms of writing and in terms of lyrics and riffs and everything you know and so i think that um and then also like half the songs on cryptic are like old songs that weren't put on devouring that were from like you know gestation demo right like the middle the middle of the yeah, album exactly yeah 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 so like you know for me like i don't know like endless vile progeny like even conjoint like the stuff we just you know all that stuff was stuff that we played with david that never was as good live without david you know that's just my opinion um but uh yeah like i mean like like fragment fragmented was like a later thing i think we like put some stuff on that later but but yeah to the uh to i mean what part what other part of that question didn't we get to on that joseph he what was he saying yeah i mean it was sort of like inspiration behind the change in sound and and what what i think zach was part of that 
like the guy that yeah yeah the recording yeah. mm-hmm. and zach actually uh zach right. i remember he was on the copperweiss whatever the naveen podcast talking about it and me and you know we went into the studio just kind of nervous and rookies not really knowing about a professional studio what to do and it was i remember dan had to work the first day and i had to play bass in the casey's headphones to jam to we had like there was no click there was no nothing it was just like we were just nervous and and i remember when we when dan actually ended up coming in the next day he was like what the fuck did you guys do this is so fast (laughs) i was just thinking that because like when i came in i was like whoa dude you guys really played this shit fast man (laughs) and i mean we made it work but yeah i was there that first day it wouldn't have turned out that way probably i would have been like oh man we gotta play this so and we were we were me and casey just had the you know we were just like had the adrenaline going and we're in the studio and it's just like Let's fucking go for it. You know, like, like, like we had no click, no nothing, you know. Well, like what David said like a bit ago, he's like decrepit was what we were competing against, you know. Yeah. Even though I was in decrepit, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We were like, trying to like yeah, go ahead. No, like I didn't like uh record on that album, but I wrote a lot of it and you know, um played a lot of it live, but uh I just remember some of those later songs like we were like we have to kick it up a notch (laughs) yeah yeah Mm -hmm. like because casey was doing double duties at that point when we wrote some of the later songs with decrepit and um we're like let's fucking go big and we were you know we were really into spawn we were really into necrophages we were obviously into like all our old school influences but um but I think like playing with Decrepit a lot, playing a lot of shows with them, um, you know, having a good relationship with them, like we kept pushing each other to go bigger. And like, we just wanted to like make Decrepit be like, drop their jaws once, you know, because like, mm-hmm. yep. like we were always like, holy fuck, you guys are crazy. But um, we wanted to like write some shit that like twisted them up and uh, we yeah. did. And that was sick, and Matt was <laughs> you twisted. Guys fucking did. Yeah, no, they used to. We used to practice first, right? Then decrepit would show up or something like that, and then so yep. they'd be like watching us and stuff, and we'd be like, "All right, we gotta fucking, you know, just kind of we pushed each other because then we'd watch decrepit, you know, it was like, and we had become such good friends at that time that it wasn't really as much of a competition as just kind of propping each other up and being like, "Fuck yeah!" Like like giving us, you know, giving each other good energy and good, you know, uh, confidence. And, and are playing and, and giving them confidence because we already looked up to them well before ever knowing them. But um, it's so, a very yeah, just, similar situation with Carnivorous and Severed. I mean, Carnivorous yeah. didn't go as far as Odious, but it's the same exact thing. Yeah. Sharing a studio with a band that's fucking gnarly as and fuck. And sharing a drummer too. And sharing a drummer and, yeah. and fucking they're just light years ahead of you. And you're just like, we, we got to fucking we got to get ahead of them we got to yeah yeah and we i mean carnivores never really got ahead of them we didn't have time to but maybe maybe no i don't know well it's because you joined mike gilbert's too fucking crazy dude yeah well it's it's one of the unique we kind of were in that unique leader group of bands where it was kind of like you know you got them i mean there's bands out there doing the newest freshest shit that you've ever heard in your life you kind of gotta you know be there with them or else you're you know be be opening your whole life and yeah, I yeah. didn't mean at all like competition. Like, oh yeah, it was yeah never no. like 
there was never like like that honestly it was like, like a drive. i never felt that it was more it's just a brotherly like, competition I, dude yeah it's it was like, like i want to twist them up yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's exactly i know the feel i know exactly what you're talking about dude yeah exactly what you're talking about yep. and yeah dude i mean here even being on okay i look at both severed and odious insight joined later for some reason in my mind i'm still like partially a fan you know and hearing cryptic is and hearing them and since i'm a vocalist it's much easier for me to think that way too because i had zero influence on the instrument the instrumental part of it you know so to hear that and and hear those songs in that recorded form like i finally felt like you know we've i fucking did something big because uh i i love the devouring songs you know but like doing those songs live and then finally hearing them in a recorded form was dope but i mean we're still do i am i jumping too far ahead again i don't even remember if i'm jumping we're getting I don't even know where we were. With it. <laughs> I don't either, dude. I guess it, that's how it happens all the time, but fuck it. Uh, Lyrically, <laughs> on a lot of those songs, I was like um, reading a lot of Foucault and a lot of like uh, postmodernism and like really getting deep into that. And I mm-hmm. uh, wrote my ass off about that kind of shit. Um, that was fun. It was yeah. a very fun outlet to write lyrics for. I got to say, though, like, just even the song titles but also of course the lyrics are like some of my favorite just like domain of the eternal paradox and collapse of recreation those are like fodder for like my fucking like so you studied philosophy at ucsc and now i'm a a lecturer at ucsc so (laughs) that's amazing it's just like you know i i just like to know that that was what helped inspire the same music that i listened to is like just cool you know is professor goff still there do you know of him yeah i checked the website um but i haven't met him yet but yeah he's i think still there crazy yeah yeah he's crazy dude did we uh misspell on cryptic is it do we spell it collapse of recreation it's the same spelling i mean you would have a hyphen hyphen right but it like it's implied you know it's fine yeah 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 i never i never was like collapse of recreation like i never thought that (laughs) collapse of recreation dude nobody can fucking play a game (laughs) (laughs) collapse of recreation yeah no no more s yeah no more it's like 2020 dude like no more rvs no because i remember people reading it to me and going like collapse of recreation what's that about like uh, I thought it was recreation. Boys and Girls Club goes belly up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what about like Dan? I I gotta ask like, when exactly did you uh, join Decrepit Birth? Like, what year? And what was like? I know this is like not totally in the linear story, depending on where you, how you answer. But like, can you speak to that? Because yeah, yeah, I joined, I joined Decrepit like around. It was either it was yeah 2007 and it was like shit i can't remember exactly how it all went down but they were they were going to be touring and they needed a guitarist and i was like fuck i'll play guitar black, you know i'll go on tour, tour with black dahlia yeah yeah it was an opportunity to like get out there, there and play some more tours so and I, I shit man like learning their music and 
I just kind of reached out to Matt about it and he was down. So, so I started, got another guitar. I think Casey, I think you gave me, I think you generously gave me one of your guitars. It was like a DK2, like Jackson. Was it the white one? No, was, uh, I got that one, black one after okay. I got that endorsement. It's the DKMG, whatever. That yeah, that's oh, it. Yeah, it had the AMGs in it. And I um, tuned that one separate and like, because they have a different tuning and I started learning their tabs Standard. and started practicing with them. And, and then we started playing and then started touring. I don't know if we, if, shit, man, refresh my memory. Did we, Joel, because you, you would remember this too, but when we first started like, playing with decrepit did we like go on a, a few shows before we had a tour or oh we, we played go- we there was one show that i can remember and it was we brought it up with the ob uh, inherit disease episode it was at the it was like a roller derby show at, in santa cruz at the vets hall that's right that's right the vets that hall. was the first show that i played okay. and i think possibly you played with them too um yeah. and then and then it was basically at the same time i think we left for black dahlia like right after that like right I, I remember like i, I think I got the call for or to to try out for Decrepit. I think yeah, it was maybe a month before outside of Black Dahlia, something like that. And then we played that one show. I was still learning songs outside in the parking lot before we went on um, that show in uh, for the Vets Hall. I still like was like Matt, what's that part? Like I don't know what to do here. And uh, he was like still showing me shit. And I was, that's how fresh I was. Like I was still I was like fuck yeah, I want to be in Decrepit. Hell yeah, let's do it. And I still like didn't have it down. And we're about to. It was like us headlining with like brain drill and heart disease. And I forget who embryonic else. Embryonic devourment. Embryonic devourment. And it was a huge show. It was like for the roller derby fundraiser or something like that. And there was probably yeah, three or four hundred people there. For sure. Yeah. I was just like, oh yeah. shit. Now that's when I when I saw the crowd, I was like, hey Matt, can we go over some stuff for <laughs> like I don't know what I'm doing? But uh yeah, then right soon after that, we just you know, I got I think I got the swine flu right before that, or right after that, and then I got uh then we left for um for Black Dahlia, and that was that was yeah. That was the the tour where we were our rookiness was unveiled. That we, <laughs> that we didn't know hey, what the fuck we were doing, but we still made all it happen. That, we we did it fucking great, you know. I thought it yeah. was awesome. So yeah, yeah, it was it yeah. Out. I thought that was like oh, I could do this for a living now. Was where my brain was, <laughs> but yeah, that totally right. that, that worked out great. But uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like. We all make the decision at some point that death metal isn't going to fucking bring you yeah. any money. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's got to be a, you know, a hobby, you know. Yeah. Dude, gotta, wouldn't and, that be tight, though? It would be dope. I know. We'd still be on it, just like... There is... I mean, if Infinity's real, dude, there is an alternate universe where death metal is the fucking top-paying <laughs> fucking profession for musician, dude. You know what I think has to happen is is death metal musicians have to like infiltrate and take over like academic music programs and like mm-hmm. set up kind of like a a connection to like a funding source like arts funding or like schools funding because I think that's how it works for jazz and classical and death metals like could like use that kind of thing but like totally. death metal musicians tend to be like underground and like now I think there's like a new generation that has like an opportunity that they can consider damn yeah, awesome. i not think about that yeah totally yeah because like Crazy. it happens in like fucking like other countries like covid like germany um i heard this story i think it was the like thrash band like destruction or something like that 
they're like, yeah, the government just gave us a fucking check because we're a small business and they didn't want us to go under during COVID. That like blew my mind. I'm like, <laughs> holy shit. Like you can just be considered like a serious small business as a band out Sweden. in Germany. Sweden also, they, they yeah. do that shit too. In Norway, I remember Erlen was saying something about how he was getting like government yeah, funding to go to the tour. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was totally. like, what? Really? They actually support you? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Because there's no other way. We were, we were touring in Europe and they actually uh, we were touring decrepit and they had like meals and like it was a totally different thing from like yeah. uh, where they just yeah. give you your um, what do they call yeah. that payout or whatever they give you like five yeah, or ten yeah. bucks to like eat. You're like, okay. But they actually feed you and like take care of you in Europe. Yeah, yeah. America should different. like offer like a, you know, little like Burger King like discount. <laughs> Get some free right. burgers or some shit. <laughs> the American version of arts funding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, Subsidized. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, so you guys remember, it's just kind of fun because since we got, since we have all of you here, you know, uh, thinking of like the, <laughs> the bloodletting tour that we did and like remember being in new york and stuff and uh i remember dan like seeing your brother and stuff and in, in, oh. in brooklyn and then he was like yeah. like we were like afraid to drive through the city in our van mm-hmm. you know that we had and like brandon's like your brother he's like nah it's cool you guys just strap in i got you oh geez like, <laughs> and just like oh my god like mr toad's wild ride yeah <laughs> It fucking yeah. like that, wasn't like two out of the three of our vans had gotten into little fender benders while we were in like the first like hour that we uh, were in new york yeah yeah like you did yeah. that did you do that like in, in like santa anna or no uh corona did anthony no. did you like back into like a pole or something oh that. yeah like the first show or something <laughs> i remember we were like renting a van oh, did i do, what did we have a trailer or nah? you know, no you like no. backed into a pole sick dude the guy fucking works on cars drives cars every fucking day <laughs> drives in parking lots it's like day I'm one of tour did it so I remember when we went to New York on bu- bloodletting. We had played but, Virginia butt-letting. Beach bloodletting. <laughs> bloodletting. We had played Virginia Beach the night before, and we 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 had a good oh, old God. time. Yeah, we did have a good um, old time in Virginia Beach. Yeah, and kind of Santa Cruz ish, if I remember correctly. What's that? I I kind of remember like a Santa Cruz vibe, wasn't it? They're like a boardwalk fucking. Yeah. 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 We went swimming. Didn't some chick? <laughs> didn't some chick flash us from across I the street? Think, I think so. Maybe. Dude, there's Virginia no Virginia Beach was tight. I love Virginia Beach. I, <laughs> I know that's why there. she was across the street, dude. She wasn't at the show. <laughs> I went out there years later and played right by where we played, but I played a jungle set and it was fucking dope. It was fun. It was but, like uh, Peppermint Ridge, Peppermint Ridge Club or something. Yep. 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 Uh, I forget what it's called. Something like that. But Dan drove and I tried to stay up with him all night from Virginia Beach to New York. And I remember when we got to New York, we went around the New Jersey turnpike fucking multiple times because we missed our fucking exit. Uh And then we got over and then we were going in and I think we were just so fucking tired and hungover. And Dan went in like a lane lane, that you're not supposed to yeah yeah and then like some i think a cop or so i was so out of it i was gonna cross 
like this bridge and i'm like i don't want to go this way <laughs> like yeah, i've been yeah. up like for like fucking i don't know how long like way over two days you know it was a rough ride and and then the guy the guy's like yeah sure you can do that and then as soon as i turn around he like gives me a fucking 80 dollar like ticket what well, didn't of course didn't have a price on it when didn't you didn't you talk to, if i remember correctly you said to the cop that you had been up all night and you said you're not supposed <laughs> oh yeah he's all don't tell that. me that he's all don't yeah that's tell me i remember it remember really yeah. so don't tell yeah. me that yeah. don't tell oh, me dude, that sorry dude i'm super tired dude he's that. all don't I mean, tell I, me that no, no you're like i've been up for like two days and he's like you can't tell me that like <laughs> i have to give, i have to give you another ticket for like not taking a break and driving you're like okay dude i'm sorry I just remember like driving all night and I'm like, I'm like fucking, I don't know how much like caffeine I had. And then David wakes up in passenger seat and he's like, you're fucking retarded, dude. I'm like, yeah, I guess. So we but finally make it to your brother's house. Dude. We finally yeah. make it to your brother's house. It's like four, like a five story house. It's all yeah. open, right? He's at the top. I remember and that. Like yeah. A, yeah. You had to walk through yep. other it, people's it apartments. Out We're just like waving at people. They're cooking in their fucking kitchen. Like, what's up? And it yeah. just like spirals up to the fifth. We were floor. so haggard, and then I, I remember we just like went in, and Anthony slept on like hardwood floor. Just I did too. like I'm fucking yep. out, dude. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Somebody find the picture of Joel in that spot with, with the, the vial shirt on, with the vial girly <laughs> shirt on, dude. We got the, we stretched a vial girly shirt onto it was a girly small or something and i fucking got it on somehow i I remember actually david did too we both like put it on i remember david had like these all with the fucking hang loose shit and that was when we went around new york and went to turtle pond yeah Uh, remember when we went and we went and smoked a joint with your brother and then there was that homeless dude that was underneath the building and he was just chilling there the whole fucking time behind us. I was in Williamsburg on the on the docks on the rocks. And shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had some cool fucking little adventures in on those. That was like really cool to have our days our day off or days off up there. And so then we, we went actually... and chilled with Suffo. Remember? Yeah, we yeah. In uh, Long Island, yeah. we went up there. We okay, so, the self-titled. So, quick, quick story about that. Remember? So we uh, we hadn't had tacos in like you know ages it was rough <laughs> i don't know it was like yeah, it's hard dude. for us from california we're like, this is, yeah this is tacos, this is man. cali and uh, hardship right here and so we like we were driving up to long island to go meet up with the suffo guys at their studio and do all that you know and stuff and uh we like somehow found like a taco bell that was like like in i don't know like off some freeway i don't remember what it was this is years ago and uh, we just like pulled into the drive-thru and it's like they were closed. It was like nobody there. It's like all dark. Like, hello, are you guys there? And they're just like, like, hello, yes, we're here. Like all of a sudden it came on like the thing, you know? <laughs> and we're like, okay, cool. So we're like, yeah, we want to get this. And everyone's like, you know, I want like two burritos, bean burritos, all this kind of stuff. And um, and then I no, I think like the first person that like talked was like Dan. And he's like, I remember this, he was like, I want. Or he was like, uh, yeah, I want, I, I want like two crunchy tacos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they were just like, there's like nothing for like a minute. Like, <laughs> hello. And then also they're just like, two crunchy tacos. Like this little voice. <laughs> like, she's like, two crunchy tacos. Yeah. And, and we, like, all oh, just we all stoned and shit. And we just started yeah. like, well, like, we, because it was just the way it caught us off guard. And we just yeah, started like, like oh, we couldn't yeah. respond back to her for another like, you know, 11 seconds. 
we hadn't had Taco Bell like in like years, like, you know, like, like weeks. We're like, oh, Taco Bell. We found a Taco Bell, you know, they're like closed. Yeah, that was pretty funny. So that was pretty it much was a that... glorious feeling. Yeah. yeah, we were like, oh, yeah, we got like so much food. So I was on the way over and then, yeah, yeah. that was an and awesome then, night, yep. too. Got then to we like listen to the studio new stuff up, fucking hang out with those guys. Oh, yeah, didn't we? Shout listen out to, to Derek the... Boyer. Yeah. And Doug Bone was trying to get me to like show him how to do a gravity blast. I'm like, I don't know. I don't do those. Like, <laughs> that was such a trippy night. Like, yeah, we're like, yeah. what is happening right now? Like, yeah, totally. Yeah, dude. I mean, I I, I remember like I remember that being place. smoking out of a bong with Guy. Was Terrence there too? I mean, yeah. Probably, I think everybody yeah. was there, dude. It was. Just, like, I'm like, yeah. I'm in this fucking room. There's insane. all this equipment around me. And I'm like, dude. Yeah. I'm you fucking like, oh, smoking shit. weed with Suffo at their studio right now. That was yeah. a monumental moment. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Joe Sincata. Like, I love that dude. With all oh, that. yeah. That guy's the dopest fucking human. And then we piled all into that small room but, and had yeah. a little fucking listening party, dude. It was yeah. good times. Yeah. Would that have was been that the sold? self-titled or the yep. blood, blood yep. oath? Okay. No, self-titled. self-titled. Yeah. Yeah, it was around that time. Yeah. Which actually, yeah. let me see if I could turn around and show everybody. I think this is on the cover of that album too. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that's on the cover of uh, Ifeji the Forgotten, dude. Yeah, but I think if you look at the self-title, I think they brought it back. Oh if really? If I'm not mistaken. That's what's Are up, you, dude. Do you I like stuff tattooed on my body, dude? <laughs> if you're you listening to the audio, you guys only got nothing Anthony on me. just showed us his wiener, and we're all excited. <laughs> it's on. Uh, yeah, I got that tattooed on the head, dude. Yeah. He's got one on each ball. So, uh, oh no, it's a little different <laughs> on the self-titled album. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel is it? Good. Is it the same little character or whatever? It's got like a little S instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little alien crustacean, scorpion. Odd. So yeah, dude, totally odious mortem, dude. <laughs> well, the thing is for me is that, uh, like I said a bunch of times, is that like the the vibe of the band and like playing good, everything involves David. That's how I feel about it, you know. Oh yeah, like like well, I don't all that. I thank you, Casey. Like I agree, but like you guys have taken it to other places that. Yeah, I I don't have the time to take it to. Yeah, you've like, yeah. been involved in. You were involved. But in we love you. Too. That's the whole point. Your yeah. riffs are love on. You, well, yeah. that's the thing is that I was going to say is David, you you jammed with us again, you know, even after like you know, and so you played with us a couple times, and we and you were like, I can do this stuff, but I'm just like, you know. I'm like an adult now and I'm like <laughs> super busy with like doing adult stuff and I can't just like play all the yeah. stuff. And we were just like, Oh no, dude, we, we completely understand. And that, that was fun. Like jamming with you in San Francisco at that jam studio a couple of times, Yosemite. Oh dude, right? that's the first time edibles kicked that. in. That's yeah. the first time edibles kicked in for me, dude. <laughs> yeah. I ate a cookie on in Pacifica. <laughs> and then by the time I was, yeah. I was pre- maybe like 10 or 15 minutes away from where you guys were at. And I was white knuckled on the freeway, like, <sighs> okay. Yeah, like, and and like- dude, I had like had, was like traumatized from driving, getting out of yeah. the car. And then I get in there and David's like, here you go. Bong. And I'm like, whoo, no, <laughs> yeah. I am good right now, dude. I'm I having think, my like- first edible experience. 
for death metal and stuff and death metal guitar i think like anybody can play it like if you want to like i i i think i like you just got to devote time and energy to it you know all the folks like i don't have a lot of guitar talent but i can like i feel music and i like rock out but um yeah like for death metal guitar um just like keep playing it like and and you'll be able to play whatever you want you just it's yeah. a matter of time you just practice it and you and it's repetition yeah. and desire and drive yeah. and like like you can literally play fucking anything you imagine like literally yeah. um any things you can imagine too but uh it just takes a lot of discipline and a lot of devotion because this is the hardest music to play that i know of and it's the least appreciated on the grand scale. <laughs> wow. Right? Yeah. It's true. And true. that's uh, that's fucking man. reality. And, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, like, you know, good point. um, it was well, it was hard for me to keep up when when I had to like figure out like other things, I guess. I don't know. And, and once you get that death metal bug, I remember my my brother, I was going from my slayer phase to my death metal phase. And once he saw me get into DSI Morbid Angel Cannibal Corpse, he's like, You're fucked. All right, there you go. <laughs> you're gonna be obsessed with this your whole life now. This is like you're gonna get way too into yeah. it. And he like called it when I was like first learning my first, you know, Morbid Angel and Cryptopsy riffs. He was like, Now you're this is gonna be your new thing and you're just gonna go down this path because it's like so addictive and you want to keep getting better. And like, you know, it's yeah, one of those that, things like, uploaded a software that you yeah it's, yeah it's a it's a, a firmware update update it's like a, a update in your system well, it's just like all right well that was before now now you need to get up to this level now because these now you can accept the files yeah you know and now you're like looking at DSI, like yeah they're cool old school stuff but now which before you were like this is the most insane shit i've ever heard and now you're like you know spawn necrophages or you know like it just keeps going and going and now there's kids nowadays that are starting with you know spawn and necrophages the first death metal band here you know now they're taking that then it'll and then, keep pushing it yeah because they like where we first heard cannibal and stuff they're first hearing spawn and yeah. then they're gonna take that it's like it's like skateboarding you know like there's yep. like 14 year old kids that like first see these crazy chicks that have already been done and now they're taking it and going like all right well now i could do you know we got to push it up a level and keep pushing it and now they're winning x games when they're fucking 14 and shit you know what i mean uh -huh. totally so same kind of thing. i just i just think like yeah. I, I am a fan of death metal like I always have been and I always will be and I want to hear the generations keep pushing it like just please keep pushing it harder and further so I yeah. can fucking get some enjoyment and continue to <laughs> yeah. enjoy it you know Fuck yeah. like I want to keep pushing it too but like I personally don't have the time right now but um, yeah like I want to hear people keep pushing it that's all I want yep <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah dude there's no boundaries, you know? Yeah, well, yeah. I just want to say, like, with respect to this show, like, we've mostly featured, like, like legacy bands and, like, foundational bands. But, like, we have a bunch of bands lined up who, like, are pushing it, who we, like, want to bring on. So, like, that's definitely going to be part of, like, the rest of this podcast is starting to be, like, a platform for new bands. So. Yeah, definitely. I'd love it to be that, too. Like, bands that we know are dope that we just want to fucking rubber band well it's like not really but just gives yeah give this this open long form way of talking about your your history and getting all the information out there like yeah. we never had something like this back then like 
going back to what we were talking about, like you, the internet, it's like finding shit. You really have to start digging. You can, I mean, recently hearing people talk about deeds, like saying that this has never been, there's never been like something like this for deeds before Cali death podcast. I'm like, well, that's that's pretty crazy to me. I didn't dig deep enough to think that they they didn't like go into detail on their story, but it's like I think everybody should be doing this, dude. Like we have the fucking internet, like this is you know almost free to us right now. <laughs> and it's just like let's fucking get everybody on here and that we think is dope that I think that should be fucking talked about, yeah. you know. But yeah, world history. Yeah, I got- episode- Oh, go for it, Casey. Go. That's awesome. Yeah. So, David, uh, just to like bring this up real quick, remember going to the Bloodletting One at the showcase? Yeah, and man. We saw Discourage and Deeds and Cephalic Carnage and Mortal Decay and all those bands. Remember how cool yeah. that show was? Man. That was a that was a life changing show. I remember we went with uh, Ronnie and David Panay brothers. <clears throat> and uh we had a blast and that show was like groundbreaking for us like i don't know we were into all those bands and many others but that was like a big connection for us to the cali scene and uh you know a legendary show for us foundational for us to kind of keep pushing it and keep going forward seeing oh, bands yeah. live is definitely super influential when you're that then, age really trying to fucking saw... go yeah, and then well, actually, that was actually the second show we went to. The first show we went to was freaking uh, the the whiskey show with Cannibal Corpse, Bloodletting, and Hate Eternal conquering the throne. Oh, blood! What was that album? Blood. Bloodthirst. Bloodthirst. Yeah, Bloodthirst. Yeah. Right. Hate yeah, Eternal. Yeah. Oh my dude, god, dude! Remember that, dude? That that was the first death metal show I've actually like. Oof. You know, first. Could you? I mean, all the opening bands were great. There was like a million opening sadistic bands. intent la Di- diabolic all kinds of shit like it was it was a cool opening um but dude once hate eternal went on and it was just like like basically forget only, about it it was just like only <laughs> conquering the throne like you know like derek roddy and rest in peace jared was it jared anderson the, the based i think so yeah and then, and then uh and then uh of course uh eric rutan and it was like it was so sick, dude. Yep. It was like that was so amazing. Show. Was it 2000? Year two? I think it was 99. I remember like, like you and me and Dan went up oh and God. had quite a debaucherous time at another whiskey show with Dying Fetus. And well, that was later, right? That was the next one. I think uh, so. Okay. That I was so remember. fucking fun. Dude, what, did you, dude, you brought up an awesome next year that that was like the was it dying fetus and gore guts yeah oh man that was they so were insane. so crazy and dude all all of these shows are at the whiskey in la you know yeah like, oh man what era gore guts album was that that was from wisdom to hate shit like, like yeah that was uh also rest in peace that drummer actually yeah um what's his name um yeah that was great great show dude (laughs) (laughs) dan what do you think about those shows what do you remember from them 
dying fetus. And you know what I'm thinking about though is just thinking about venues we, you know, kind of latched onto, and this is even before I moved up to the Bay Area was the Pound, and like that was like the place. Like I'd always go to shows at the Pound, and you'd always see like. Name it, dude. Everything, everything. was gone. Through. Everything was, it. It yeah. was like I'd go drive all the way up and see shows up there. Can I just and... can I just say we should have like a bingo game for this podcast where like you get like <laughs> every time the pound gets brought up, like pound is one of the fucking options. Thunderdome, furniture dome. Like you get a bingo once you listen like an hour and a half in. The pound I brought this. Up, I brought bingo. this up before, but the the pound I went to in two thousand. 15 or 14 just randomly decided to go check it out it's just like a big it's a nursery now it's a plant nursery yeah it's like got plants everywhere on on the on that outside stage where well, i saw nile and anthrax play or just that was so, of, such uh, a sick show that was, yeah. that was so, i'm, yeah, I'm that down was with cali awesome. i'm down with cali death podcast bingo dude <laughs> let's, let's create a fucking board yeah, yeah, next, on the pound, next episode on the, okay or for on the, the past pound, ones yeah just to play shout out to, to Sip Cipriano. Oh yeah, you know the story. You know that guy, right? Yeah, he owned the pound, and uh, he owned Insipid Productions, who put That's on right. tons of old yeah. metal yep. and death metal mm-hmm. um, Bay Area shows. And then he went on to buy Underground, Underground. SF after yeah. his partnership with the pound went down. And that's where I set up a lot of different residencies and shows, playing Jungle and. Uh, Right. Do you know why the pound the official the official story why the pound ended? Do you know the official? Kinda, yeah, but I don't know. Was it permits or something? Yeah, Yeah, like like talking about permits. No, okay, okay. I always heard permits. Okay. Nah, I think we should. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe we can have uh, have him on and tell the story. (laughs) We got the link now. David knows. Sip would love to come on. I'll try to hit him up sometime for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember him. So I think David, that story uh, needs to be told for sure. So David, you're you're still making music and you're you have your own radio show, right? Are you still doing that? Yeah, um, every other Friday usually on JungleTrain.net. Um, yeah, I mix jungle, um, like more experimental jungle drum and bass, uh, kind of raga, kind of reggae dub influence, kind of stuff can you explain because there's a lot of metalheads that probably don't know what the hell jungle is because they've never even heard it because a lot of people quick is it still under the moniker warbreaker warbreaker yeah that's still my my dj production name and stuff but uh yeah it's um it actually came out of like rave music and stuff uh jungle drum and bass um there's a lot of offshoots of it uh it started around 93 um Mm -hmm. still going today um Lots of technical drums, lots of old school sampled funk breaks chopped up, uh, mm. lots of sub bass and weird trippy effects and like weird timings and shit like that. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, when you're yeah. mixing it, so I, this is just for me probably. You've taught you told me this before, but you have you have you two turntables going, and you have one where you're counting something out on one side to kind of are you is it already is it added in already to the first? turntable or are you it's all counted off like a four four pattern i mean you can mix like you know polyrhythms and stuff you can mix something in five over four and it'll all meet up at one point you know yeah so you can mix like different time signatures but the backbone's usually four but um while the drums are like still in four a lot of times 
Um, there's a lot of other weird stuff going on in type and signatures that are like kind of odd at the same time. So yeah, there's a lot of polyrhythms and like dub and like weird shit influenced in it. Cause I remember going there and, and having a little understanding of the, uh, went to underground SF to watch you and, uh, you would, I think do the changeover or something like that, or you change over to a different something and the, everyone would be like, yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I, I was so like, I didn't know it was good. Cause I was, you know, it was my first jungle show ever. So I'm yeah, still yeah. trying to like grasp it. Um, were they what what were they, what were they cheering? Because there was something they all <laughs> cheered at that I was like, like, what's going on? And I was like, what you know, I had no idea. So I don't know. Usually it's like the mix and the build up to it, and then like dropping the baseline over from the track that's coming in and like okay. uh fading out and releasing the other track and like kind of transitioning to like another track. Okay. But you know, you just keep building on patterns and you know it's like death metal honestly like i've always thought like jungle drums and death metal had a lot to do with each other yeah um, for me at least like i don't know everybody sees death metal differently but um a lot of the music kind of like is like a lot of the guitar riffs and stuff like have a lot to do with it for me even though like a drum is obviously not as melodic as a guitar but the rhythmic aspects are definitely like uh have a lot for me to do with each other you know very cool but, Fuck yeah. yeah david yeah have you uh, david have you heard that igor stuff <laughs> yeah 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 that <laughs> shit's Erland weird man yeah yeah no it's totally. crazy that shit's Erland's yeah. just amazing he's yeah. such a cool dude too i think he's i would probably i don't know i think he's probably the best bass player for death metal i'll, I'll yeah. probably just give that nod oh, dude that yeah. guy is a genius he's a genius yeah. He just has this like kind of like yeah. huh? he has this Early question mark on his facial expressions like huh what's going on? and he just like shreds the gnarliest things I've ever seen in my life and he's like got this like hmm. I'm like, <laughs> like like it's nothing I'm like dude and he was like just... that 15 years ago too yeah yeah we toured with him or whatever but 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 the best time ever I mean Joel and Dan you must have been there with us do you remember like walking down the streets we must have been like in it was like a it was in like Hollywood, oh yeah. Right? And then all of a sudden we just like from across the like main traffic highway, whatever you call it, like we just see like early like, yelling at us and we look and it's fucking early. And he like runs <laughs> yeah. over. You remember that, Dan? We were on tour in Europe. Yeah, yeah like, we were I about remember to... running into him, but I don't really remember that, man. We were That's about weird. to play neurotic. But he death runs test. over and he has like a chip off of his tooth. <laughs> And we're like, dude, like, <laughs> what happened to your tooth? And he's like, Oh, alcohol. <laughs> oh man we're like drinking or whatever it was so funny that guy's amazing man but that dude is like the most insane dude yeah i've got to he knows you know what he knew about like all the cutty jungle shit that i like was into and he was like inspired by that also like he was one of the few people that i knew in death metal that was like super inspired by that for his writing also damn that's awesome man He's probably one of the only few bass players that can play over those kind of crazy beats, you know? <laughs> like, well, I remember kind of... one album you, you, uh, the album that you told me to get, dude, was that Sound Murderer mix with the Remark shit and all that other crazy shit, uh, David. And, and that just blew my mind. I, I, I tell everybody to fucking check that record out because it's, it's technical as fuck, dude. Yeah, and that shit's sick, man. Remark would be a good place to start, right? Yeah, Remark is amazing. Like that's a great place to start. Source Direct, Fotech. Um, there's so many different flavors, but like Paradox, Breakage, 
paradox yeah but casey and i kind of came up on that shit together too um like i said we were in a lot into a lot of different music and like we used to go see people from the uk play jungle way back in the day um we were inspired by that you know oh yeah and it was back to erlin he's the one who turned me on to venetian snares oh that's awesome yeah yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. on that tour actually Fuck yeah, yeah. Well, well shit, fuck dude. yeah. Let's should we uh what do you think? I think we're, we're looking probably, at about uh, yeah, we're about two and a half hours probably uh start so, to wrap her up. Yeah, right? so so real quick, uh um yeah, I think uh just wanted to like point out there on with uh <clears throat> like on that on that song Cave Dweller and stuff, David and I put together, you know. Oh yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was mentioning yeah, earlier. That on that synesthesia. Yeah that's yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys listen to the song cave dweller that's fucking david siskin's writing yeah. up in that song for sure and Fuck yeah yeah and yeah. i wanted to say too on and with res- regards to synesthesia like a lot of the tabs and material for that album were like written by the time i was like casey's guitar student and casey like gave me a huge like album drop or like like file drop with like a bunch of teaching material and it had like all the decrepit and odious tabs that were like available at that point i remember like one of the songs was called dan's new song which i think went on to become the song synesthesia which is like one of the sickest parts or uh synchronicity is that the one yeah yeah oh is that it with the the classical intro synchronicity yeah sorry i got it yeah Yeah. it's all good i keep misremembering i'm like no it's called synesthesia it's not called synchronicity that's (laughs) well it was called synesthesia before and then we changed it okay so yeah but um but yeah so like i don't know i i just i remember like waiting fucking 13 years for you guys to drop that shit like i literally (laughs) had it on my computer like i never thought i'd hear it recorded and it finally happened so well, yeah, first reasons. The first song started from 2005 when we got like, you know, Guitar Pro. Like mm-hmm. I never had a Guitar Pro before, and, and Joel's old Ibanez guitar, and like you know. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's just kind of like, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's why. That's why I explained that album as like a time capsule of old and yeah. new stuff. It's like it's it's the last it really is like a time capsule of the last 13 years yeah, and uh basically we got some <laughs> uh some prizes coming soon i think uh i think that's the best odious album personally thanks dude oh, yeah, Hell yeah. yeah. Thanks, uh, well i, I mean it's fucking I... amazing <laughs> oh, thanks man yeah that's fucking see. awesome dude it was fun it was cool it was because fun, like dude. like 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 the concept of it was just like we wanted the like the songs like to be like is you know just like individual things like just sounded good, like as we wanted it to go like not like has to be super fast or not whatever yeah and it was cool for me to add that much lyrical input on it you know like because cryptic yeah. i was a small percentage of those words even though i love all those lyrics i've said it multiple times i love performing those lyrics and stuff but it was just cool to yeah. uh add like the bulk of the lyrical content to this one too so that was fun for me to really try and stretch out a whole album of of weird ideas you know that's uh, fucking oh, yeah. awesome dude yeah, yeah dude 
Well, fuck yeah, guys. This was super Tell me cool, about well, let's, oh, yeah, let's hear about the future. Let's hear about the future of Odious. Yeah. Um, like have, <laughs> we have a new <laughs> album done. I mean, it's that. basically. I mean, yeah. yeah. Say what now? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but, you know. Yeah. Info dump. We got basically an album done, ready to go. Well, on the musical side. I Yeah. I'm talking. I I need to write a little bit more. I'm, you guys are much further ahead on the music than I am on the lyrics. But yeah, dude, we're getting ready to uh, record some shit next year for sure. Anthony's gonna do like some kind of operatic vocals on this new mm-hmm. one. It's totally switching no it up, dude. No growling. Um, I'm not gonna try and project. I'm actually gonna almost whisper this one. <laughs> Spoken word. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be more of a breath like breathy like. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, we're going for like a like a new Allison Chains album. So we're like, <laughs> yeah, that's our trying to do the quietest death metal album that's <laughs> ever been done. Yeah, no, dude, no, but yeah, we're just like we got like, some crazy in, shit in ahead. A, in, in the pandemic, it's like you know we just have like nothing but time. To yeah, write, so why not? Praise, you know? praise. I mean, we got two Taylor Swift albums this year. <laughs> I mean, <come> on. <laughs> yeah, like, no. We gotta keep on like 14 people wrote that probably, but it's all good. (laughs) Get it, get it, (laughs) get it. (laughs) No, that was that helped us out a lot, you know, having more time. There's some positives coming from negatives, and uh, I'm really excited about this one, dude. Um, there's other stuff that I mean, we should probably wait to divulge. But there are still some surprises, you know. So, but yeah, we're moving forward. Don't think that we're gonna you're gonna get another 13 year gap. We we got we got some uh, heat under our butt cheeks. <laughs> I think that's where we'll cap it off right there. Super stoked to have you guys like on this show. Yeah, dude, this was super cool, dude. Man. This is exactly yeah. what I wanted it to be. Hell yeah, we love you. Dan and David. Much love forever, dude. Spent the best times, some of the best times I've ever had in music are with you two and the rest of you. You know, Joseph, I'm having a great time with you right now, though, dude. Dude, (laughs) the best of of your music is going to be with me and it hasn't even happened yet, dude. (laughs) Bring it on, brother. Bring it on. Yeah, dude, no, but this is super cool for to have you with us too, Joseph, and kind of be like a somewhat of a moderator let us not fucking go yeah. too far down to the weeds well you know i i guess like with the shit i'm like trying to get out like i have like three albums that i'm on that haven't been released yet that are like all recorded sitting there waiting for mixing mastering and i've got like multiple other projects but like i'm just hoping like yeah i don't know like odious has like such a sick legacy like kind of that like i don't know really intentional everything is good there's it's like only good memories from it and i just like just really respect the legacy so and and the fact that it's like continuing and you didn't like put out like shitty albums in the middle or anything you just like waited till you could actually you know do the right thing and get the just best once every couple out, decades so. it's an album <laughs> no, not anymore yeah. but it's just when it felt right yeah but it now was... you guys should seriously like go go full with it as much as you can and we are a huge dude. appetite for it dude like People, people love that style like you guys like when you guys were doing like the style evolution like you did it in a way that like none of the other bands had 
like it, it you guys still have your own sound and it's like not a lot of bands have tried to touch it it's like kind of unique still so that's cool okay. dude and i'll praise uh, casey for uh yeah casey's been yeah and fucking work he's been putting into this yeah. new shit that we're talking yeah. about yeah you casey's dude, like me yeah. i've only arranged like fucking 11 songs in like yeah six months uh, we've yeah. respects like big respects to casey big respects. yeah keeping it going and keep pushing forward you know so like big respects to all you guys like for real yeah. like i i appreciate you for real. yeah I appreciate yeah, I think the you, my best times of my music have been with you with you two guys for sure. Like there's... that's basically what I'm saying. Like I super appreciate all of you guys because if it wasn't for all you guys, I like wouldn't see what it's like to be serious, what it is to be in a band that's that that is in the pocket, like we were talking about earlier, like that that yeah. vibe and constantly hitting that fucking target, going out on tour with you guys going through all the trials and tribulations that we did, you know, fucking all the things that happened and, and that calcified us, you know, individually. And we all, you know, from that point kind of branched off and did our own thing for a little bit, decrepit, severed Warbreaker, all that shit. And, yeah. you know, to bring it f- back full circle, show you guys the core of it, these guys are some of my fucking greatest dudes I've ever hung out with in my life. These are the real motherfuckers right here. So yes, I love <laughs> cheers. <laughs> Don't get yeah, I got I'm, you, brother. I got, I'm, I got too much. Fun. My heart is growing like the Grinches at the end of the fucking story right now. David so. and Dan, we fucking yeah. love you guys and so che- much. Cheers to Dan. Uh, Thank you so there was much there was a time on. Dan actually fucking me and Dan made this pact one time on one tour where it was like a 45 shit day uh, tour that we would get drunk every day and we did. But we did it, son. <laughs> we would drink like forties of fucking steel reserve in the back of a van, like just, mm. just like grimacing at each other. Those were amazing. No, fucking, you guys got it done for real. Every tour, you guys got it done. The two of you. Like no matter the ups and downs, we were in the yeah. back of the van. Oh, and uh, real quick, <laughs> how Dan was so unfuckwittable in the Mortal Kombat tournaments. Oh, shit. We had the PS2 in the van, and it was just everybody was passing the controller around while Dan was just kept his controller. Mopping us. He was just mopping everybody. Yeah. Well, fuck yeah, guys. It's pretty sad, uh, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, you guys are all you guys are always fucking welcome back. Like, we could just have a fucking right. bro down and just bullshit the next fucking time you guys want to come on, dude. This was super cool. Yeah. I'd love to do this again. Fuck yeah. Um to the fans and the listeners like thank you so much like subscribe review all that shit i hear it fucking works that helps us so <laughs> please do that we're trying to build this thing and uh uh yeah uh happy holidays to everybody uh we're not going to be doing one next week but we'll have something we have we have definitely some cool plans for the near future yeah new year but let us know who you want but we have some people lined up for now so yeah dude throw us ideas we got some ideas too and we've been talking to some we got some cool episodes pretty much lined up so it's like we'll be here in the in 2021 for sure one yeah rats are rap boys yeah dude here it is yeah no problem dude and check out warbreaker check out fucking odious mortem 
yeah. So good catching up with you guys. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah. Good to see y'all. Oh yeah, you yeah, guys hang out yeah. just for a couple more minutes, dude. Let's do the real goodbye after this. All right. Love you guys. We'll see you after the holiday. All right, see you, man. Dude, peace.